0: across the UK, online
1: and on DAB Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's
0: lord of misrule, Ian Lee No relation, thank
1: God Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio
2: Oh, and look who's back Catherine Boyle So we're going to hear from her this evening, dear listener. Um, Happy Bank Holidays. That thing? We were just watching that um, um, strange programme on Channel 5 where some people spend um, time in solitary confinement and we were um, expecting it to be quite. They're only in there for five days. One woman buzzed out after four and a half hours. I couldn't believe it. Good evening, dear listeners. It's a bank holiday. On a bank holiday, we like to try and do things a little bit different from how we do them normally. Um, and this time we're going to do something that we did before. Um, the, the inspiration comes from the beautiful Anonymous podcast, which is a joy and a delight. And I thoroughly recommend it. Um, we do it slightly different. The way it works tonight is, fingers crossed, Uh, The show is on for three hours, 10 till 1. And I would like three callers spread out over the three hours. And I'd like uh, one caller between now and uh, 11. A second caller between 11 and 12 and a third caller between 12 and 1. Now, people might, might not want to play or the right sort of people might not want to play and that's fine. And if, and if, if people don't phone in for this, then wonderful. Okay. It was a, uh, don't be afraid to fail. We'll take a punt. Um, and we will do something different. So don't worry. So don't phone in because you're feeling sorry for me. But what I would like is if you've never called in before, If you've only called in a few times before, um, I guess you're the people I'm kind of most keen to speak to. If you're a regular, you can certainly have a go, okay? And we will just chat for an hour. What's that buzzing noise? Can you hear a buzzing noise? i got, maybe I can't, I've got an ear infection, and I'm I'm, I'm on antibiotics, uh, uh, so my ears are a little bit, and there's all kind of things, and can you hear a buzz? What's the buzz? Is it my computer? Turn the computer off? Nope. I can hear a buzz. I can hear a buzz, guys, and I don't know what it is. Um, I don't, I can, isn't that funny? Anyway, let's not dwell on that. Um, so, the phone number is 03444991000. 03444991000. If you would like to stay on the phone, For an hour and we'll just chat. We will just chat. You don't have to have, um, I I saw a lot of people kind of tweeting me that wanted to come on because they had an agenda. Um, yeah, you can call in if you've got an agenda, if there's something you want to address, but, um, you might be sitting there at home thinking, well, I've got nothing to say for an hour. I haven't got anything to, to add. That's my job. That's entirely down to me to, 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 to dig around and uh, 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 find a story, okay, that's entirely down to me. Um, and if you know we, the the very very worst, we will spend an hour in each other's company just chatting about I don't know what. Now here's uh, 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 here's a thing to bear in mind: it's um, a bank holiday in the summer. Right when m- 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 huge swathes of the listenership are away. So we might not have anybody um, listening, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> we might not have anybody listening. Um, but have a think. If you're sat at home listening to this now, waiting for somebody else to call in, well, maybe tonight is your turn. Maybe tonight it's your chance to come on the radio and just have a chat. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Catherine is back, and so you'll get to speak to her. She will um, take your name and number, and she'll call you back. So the the, the call is um, is on us, okay? And the, the, the kind of the idea I've sort of had this idea floating around for a while, but where I thought that it might actually work, I had a similar idea floating around for a while. But what got me to think, oh, actually, maybe there's something in this, is the beautiful anonymous podcast, which um, I've started listening to again after because we, we were listening to them in the run-up to going to New York because we, we were hoping we get to speak to um, Chris Gethard who hosts it um, and then we didn't in the end so I, I, I then stopped listening to them for a while not out of um, it, it, out of anger or anything like that, it was just I had other stuff to listen to and in my uh, attempt to try and lose some weight I'm out walking the dog twice a day And, um, uh, so I'm listening to a lot of stuff. I downloaded a lot of stuff recently to put on my iPod. Um, and I've been listening to the beautiful anonymous. Now, the thing is there that the person that he speaks to, he doesn't know their name or where they are or anything like that. It's, you know, it's, and and it can be revealed. If not, the trick of this is I know the person's name and I know where they're from. And the caller that we've got between now and eleven is David, and David's
1: in Stirling. Hey, David. Hello, Ian. How you doing? I'm doing very well, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I phoned you for the first time the other night. There, yeah, I think it was Friday night.
2: You're the headphones guy.
1: The who?
2: Are you the headphones guy?
1: The headphones. Oh no,
2: it's you not. It's not you. There's an okay. So I'm confusing you. There we go. There's a slight.
1: No, I, I was the one that's easy, but nuts.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That knows
2: that, that, Now, we have another Scottish gentleman who I think is from a similar area to you because his accent is very I remember, similar.
1: I, could, I couldn't quite get your show. No. And I was asking you, to tell me what your show was all about, mine. And you told me that your grand. Your, your father's granddad was from Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. And you, you couldn't understand what he was saying.
2: I remember. I remember
1: it. You remember it, right, right. I do remember but, it. What I was wanting to say to you about that was. Had a, a gentleman on after me. Yes, who was he was funny. I, I, I burst my sides laughing, but the guy had problems, and he was. It was a genuine bloke. Mind the guy about the. He says, "Who you would do? Can Hollywood stars? Who you would do, Steve?"
2: Oh, y- yes, yes, I remember. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I remember your call uh, distinctly now, and I'm, I am apologise for confusing you with someone else. I, 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 I have got such a poor memory, and I've done so many of these shows. I, I struggle to remember mm. what's in one show from the next.
1: What, what is it they call that when you get over a certain age? You're just getting old. It's just getting old. No, they, they call it something. They call it something.
2: If only Cause... we could remember.
1: <laughs> there you go, you see? That's that, that, that's what it is. We can't remember what it is. We can't remember what it is. No. We can't
2: remember what it is. Um, but so so, how many times have you listened to the show
1: now? Then uh, I'd say about three times now, and as I say, I'm getting into it. Yeah. I'm getting into you, what you're all about, and it's, it's brilliant. I, good on you, mate. I would like to see more of it, you know what I'm saying? I, well, you thank give people a chance to express yeah. what they're all about.
2: Well, you're with... Listen, here's, here's the way it's going to work, David. You're with me until about f- three minutes to 11. I can't cut you off, unless you get really offensive, which I don't think you will, but I've got to say no. that. If you start swearing and, and libeling yeah, no, people,
1: then could, we'll... S- could have a carry-on, if well,
2: well, you like. Well, we can have a carry-on, but, 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 but I can't cut you off. You can hang up any time you want, yeah? Right,
1: right okay. that's cool.
2: But otherwise, we we carry on talking until uh, f- until about 11 o'clock.
1: I'm actually surprised that you're saying you're not getting the callers. I don't understand that. There are plenty of other people like myself that love good uh, talk shows that you can have a carry-on, mate. You can come and go with you. you know what I mean? I, I, I wouldn't let you just think I'm the only one.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Look, and, and let me just say, you're
1: not. Um,
2: I've seen Catherine... Catherine is vetting the calls today. Catherine is back, she's my producer, and, um, right. and goodness sake, I've missed hey, the... Don-
1: you seem to have been cutting a lot of calls off. What was all that about? When, when was this, the other night? Uh, Friday night. You, uh, there was calls coming in, you were seeing were bogus calls. What was that?
2: Oh, like? I, well, h- here's the thing. There's a great tradition, David. I'm, 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 I am I'm. want to guess your age, but I'm not totally sure that I know it. I'm going to say an age.
1: Right, right. You're going to try and offend, it. Forty-seven. Hey, hey that's, that's nice. I'll take that. Go on, how old are you? i fifty-one.
2: Hey, I was four out. That doesn't count. Wowzers. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I'll take that. I'll take four. Hours. Um,
2: you must... I'm guessing that you have listened to a lot of, kind of, speech radio.
1: I've listened to a lot of junk, yeah. Yeah? Like yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, there used to be, there used to be a great tradition in the 80s and the 90s... And a little bit in the early 2000s of the prank call, David, where someone would phone up a radio station pretending to be someone that they weren't and would, would have a little bit of fun. Nothing mean, nothing nasty, but would have a little bit of fun. One of my favorite prank calls, right? And I was, uh, it was my, my flatmate, a bloke called Justin Waite, right? And he phoned up Clive Bull on LBC who had a, a pets expert on an animal expert, right? And this is a, this is a perfect prank call. If I could ever find it, I'd play it to you guys, right? And he phoned up and he said, "I'd like to speak to your expert about goldfish." I'm having terrible. <laughs> is this going somewhere? Right? Eh? <laughs> yeah. I'm having terrible, terrible trouble with my goldfish. I put them in the tank, and they just lie there and they don't move.
1: That's because are dead.
2: Yeah. Well, the pet expert said, (laughs) "Right. Well, that can be um, that can be lots of things. Are you feeding them the right amount? Not too much, not too little." My friend Justin went, "Yeah, I've checked it, and I'm feeding them the right amount." Okay. Is it the right size tank for them? He said, "Yeah, I've measured it. It's the right size tank." This is so. This is so good.
1: That is weird that you're actually mentioning that because I had. Hang on, hang on. Let me get to the end. Let me get to the end. Let me get to the end. There's a
2: punchline.
1: Oh, right, right. right. The, good, good. The,
2: the pet expert then says, "How often are you changing the water?" And my friend Justin said, "Oh, you're supposed to put
1: water in there, are you?" <laughs> it was <laughs> <Many> delicious. Nobody's that stupid. No, it <laughs> was de- a <laughs> delicious <laughs> prank.
2: But no one's the pranks we were getting on Friday were for some young men that have f- 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 neglected the uh, 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 neglected the art of humour. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. I know what you're saying. Go on, I, I stop you, I interrupt you. Go no, on, what no, were you going to say? I, I won a few goldfish, uh, you know, the shows. You know, the, you used to go to the shows. And you had the walkers and all the rest of it. The fair? The fair, right. You used to call it the fair, we called it the shows. Do you
2: call it the shows in Scotland?
1: Uh, that, that's uh, just dialect, isn't it? Yeah. But I won, when I was a young boy, I used to win goldfish all the time. And I used to take them home, plonk them in a bowl of water, and the next morning they were always dead. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Right? <laughs> what's, what's happening? I can't even look after a goldfish, They A chance of a puppy then, eh? <laughs> Goldfish
2: are really hard to look after, though.
1: No, but I didn't realise, it. Right? You had to see the water that they were in, that they were living in. You used to have to put your water in. This was later on, that I think. Yeah, yeah. And you submerged it in that until the water temperature rose before it was in their, their bag. Yeah. That's what you used to get them in as the a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I remember I won some. Me and my girlfriend Tessa won uh, a pair of fish we called um, Bentley and Ace. And Ace died, and Bentley lived for about water. two
1: years. See Scottish water? When you plonk them in that, it's like Arctic conditions, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go for something. Use, they used to Arctic conditions. So he, when I was plonking them in there, they were, they were frozen to death. They were freezing. You know I, mean? uh, I don't think
2: um, <laughs> they can, they're can. they allowed to give away goldfish anymore, which I think is a no, shame.
1: No no, 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 obviously people like me were killing them. Well. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just young people were getting them and going like, aye, oh, very good, here we go.
2: It co- It right? cost us about 15 quid to win these two goldfish. I remember that. Of course, you fifteen pounds. Yeah, you to, you had to, you had one one the ones to throw a dart at something, and we kept missing. In there after fifteen quid, she went, I'll oh, just have the
1: bloody fish. Ah, but that was oversized day playing cards. you were. Yeah, we playing darts.
2: Yeah, I once the only serious kicking I I took in my life was at a fairground. Idea. Oh very nasty kicking uh, and so I'm at the age of about 15, 16, so I'm always cautious around fairgrounds these days
1: uh, no, kids, don't get me wrong I've got a, a son at 14 and he, well when he went to the fairground that we had here the shows as we call them mm. uh, he's a decent bloke and he knows his own head and he has him and his friends who are good guys got blamed for a big fight that happened the night before. And he went up to me and said, look, that was nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us. So get your facts right before you start accusing people, you know what I mean? Mm? Which I was chuffed at him doing that. I mean, that was good for a 14-year-old boy. Nowadays, you don't get many young kids with the, the gumption to do that. You know what I'm saying?
2: What, do you mean, what, stick up for themselves?
1: Well, they seem to just want to go with the crowd, eh? And it's not always a good thing. You know what I mean? Just go going be the crowd because you can get involved in some stupid thing. So, how old's your boy? At Fourteen. And does he live with you? No, no, no. Me and his mother. Split up, but I mean, we still going great. Yeah.
2: You know how can I can I ask how long ago that was?
1: <laughs> well, it's funny you're saying that. Me and his mother had a good conversation today. We're still going well. Uh, but that was about ten years ago that it was split up. But still, phone each other just about every second, third day, and we have a good conversation, you know what I mean? So, it's good good to talk.
2: It, well, it is good to talk, and it's good that you do that, but that must... Uh, what, what, the, why did you split up?
1: I think it was just we didn't get on. But we're together for about thirty years, and <laughs> if you're not going to make it after thirty years, then what's the point? You know what I'm saying?
2: But but that again, that's that seems a big call to make. Um, thirty years down the line to say, ah, you know what? Let's let's pa- not this one on the head.
1: No, no, no. It just we just kind of fell in love with each other, sort of thing. Even though we still got on, yeah, you can fall out of love. I mean, it's it's, it's a, just a fact of life. The first, did you? So you did you move out? Aye, ah, yeah. Uh, f- but I left them with them. They were they were okay for the house and all the rest of it. So. Yeah, that was cool. The
2: I mean. f- first night you slept in a different flat or house. Mm-hmm. What was that like, man?
1: That yeah, was weird and wonderful, but these things hit you in life. You, you kind of sit and go, whoa, a do what a up your life. You've just got to go on with it, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I don't... I, I know if you're going here, but we got on fine. Everything was fine after it. So, uh, it was cool. It was cool. I mean. And I'm glad that we've got that relationship. I'm glad we could be honest with each other, to be quite truthful. Um, Rather than going through uh, a situation with each other where you're just kidding yourselves on. Yeah. You know what I mean? it's
2: interesting you said i know where you're going with this because i don't know where i'm going
1: with this no, i know i know I, I, listen you're trying to keep me here for an hour and i'm trying to give you the material <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but that's called a conversation well, there's nothing there's nothing deep and dark about it what i'm saying is i mean i know you would love that because that's what your show is about it's about getting the mental side to people and that's mm-hmm. what I was going to say to that guy, Steve, right? Yeah, I'm taking notes. I'm, very, taking notes, I'm taking notes as you speak to me. interesting caller. Yeah. I, I found him very interesting for the simple reason he done brilliant all the way yeah. through it. But he blew it in the last four minutes. I he don't remember his, the call. Right, in the last four minutes he says, but it's not right if a radio programme is, is the, the, the end all the end all to your life comes in mm. <laughs> But you've just phoned the guy up, trying to give him that you're gone through a hard time. But you gave him a laugh as well. But you were just at the end, you were going through a hard time. Ian says, if you want to express yourself, express yourself. Right. Tell can him, I? What's happened.
2: Can I? Can I pick up on something you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, you said. The show is about, quotes, the mental side of people. Right. I don't know what that means.
1: No, but did I say that? Yeah. Did I say that?
2: Yeah, mental side of people. I wrote that down just after you said
1: it. It's maybe people that are going through hard times and they need to to release, they need to talk to somebody. I mean, Thatcher killed society, right? You know that? Society's gone nowadays.
2: Right, but Thatcher didn't kill it.
1: Uh, but she's done a good job to try. Well, no, really. no she didn't. I Are uh, you a Thatcher supporter?
2: Well, you, you're jumping to a lot of conclusions, and most
1: of them oh, are well, wrong, but Thatcher didn't kill
2: society. You're, you're taking a, a specific quote out of context.
1: I'm asking your opinion.
2: Um, asking my opinion on what? Thatcher. OK, but but, but and I will give you my opinion on Thatcher, but uh, you are you are referring to a specific quote that is taken out of context
1: and what was the quote what? Well,
2: Well, you, you the quote about
1: society Uh it's just society doesn't exist
2: well it's a misquote but it's taken completely out of context doesn't that's what, not what she meant
1: quote what was it what was it
2: well i don't have the full i don't have the full context um uh at my uh, fingertips but um it, it, it she it doesn't mean what those half a dozen words would would imply they mean
1: well, for this if we had a society, we wouldn't have so many lonely people. No, I think but we in would. The world, I think, think we, I think
2: we would. I think we still would.
1: But do you think Social media has got a part to play in that. Then? Sorry, Do you think social media has have a part to play in that? In, um, go on. No, I'm asking you. I'm I don't understand
2: the question. You're not giving me enough um, variables to play with.
1: Well, social media is means that people can just sit in the house and. Uh, sit on their computer, watch, watch the screen, watch yeah. the screen give them their life, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, can I explained enough for you? Or do you want to go into it more? Give me the question. <laughs> I've, I've just said to you, has social media got a part to play in people's situations in society? You know? Well, of course,
2: it, yes. So Social media has a part to play in people's situations, yes.
1: Right, right. So, what do you think we could do to, to rectify that
2: i don't think we can do anything to rectify it you can't go back
1: oh i know i know you're right there
2: once once but once yeah. pandora's box was open and right. all those horrid things flew out into the world um yeah. he couldn't get them again
1: do you think there's still enough people out there that actually want to meet face to face oh or, god or no man? i
2: don't want to meet people face to face why would anyone want to meet people face to face
1: because that's when you see body alignments, you see what people are all about. Oh, God, no, I hate meeting to... people face to face. I find <laughs> this much more intimate. Are uh, anti-social?
2: Um, no, but I find this much more intimate than having a face to face. I can be much more honest and open in this environment than I can if I'm sat opposite
1: someone. And why is that? Do you think they would look at you and judge you or something?
2: Um, no, I'd be judging myself.
1: Mm, 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 okay, I mean, that's maybe just you, but I, I, honestly, to be truthful, where I come from? I'm always honest, uh, can I just say,
2: hang on a second, I'm always honest and truthful on this show. Always.
1: Uh well, no, i never doubted that, I mean. uh, What I'm saying is. Where I come from in Stirling, it used to be a great community here. Yeah, it used to be.
2: But what do you mean by community? Like what, like people hanging out in the pub and stuff?
1: Nah, but people just generally hanging out, even on the street. You just went out in the street and you hung out together. What? You don't see that anymore. But when you, you know were kids, I mean, yeah, nah, well, even up to you were sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, but that's old
2: what kids. Kids still go and hang out on the street together. They're still hanging outside Nissa and Happy not Shopper. As much,
1: Ian. Not as much, man Well, no, you don't. S- I see it. Well, I've got a fourteen-year-old boy. I don't see it as much. Well,
2: but you know why, w- why would why would you see it? I don't.
1: I don't think that we try to shelter them or anything like that. Why? What I'm saying is, it's just not. It's no really that done thing. That why
2: we're would watching. you? Why would you see it? And what are they doing instead?
1: They're doing instead on their PlayStation fours uh, together. Headphones on. Yeah. Aye, I, aye. I, hang on, that's... So hang on a minute. So, so,
2: 35 years ago, you were hanging on a street corner, but you want kids nowadays to be hanging on the... I remember I remember hanging on street corners. I was right. bored out of my mind as a 14-year-old. No, it, it was dull. It was dull. Where should anything? we go now? Oh, we can go to the park. You go to the park for an hour. Where should we go now? We could go and buy a bag of chips and sit outside the chip shop for an hour. You'd go...
1: It's boring. <laughs> ah, but no, no. Well, we always got up to something You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were always chasing women, or you were having a wee drink. No, what do I'm you mean saying? chasing uh, women? You make it sound horrific. No, but it wasn't the horrific. They were chasing us as well. It's just that was the way you lived your life. I mean, it was society. It was real. Getting up to mischief it's so like it's a virtual reality nowadays. Getting up to okay.
2: mischief. It's virtual reality now. Yes. I'll try a third time. Getting up to mischief? No, oh, we got bad. I dare say we did, yeah. What kind of mad what, stuff did you, you do? you call
1: mischief. What do you class as mischief? Um, well, you said, what do you class as mad stuff that you got up to? We used to have a wee drink. We used to get somebody to buy you a carry-out. Right. Uh, I used to chat up the girls. Bit of puff? So, what was wrong with that? Do you have a bit of puff? No, honestly, that was a thing we'd never done. little bit of shoplifting? No, you mad. Right, so you want
2: 14-year-olds to be stood out drinking alcohol on the streets.
1: I'd rather they were at home playing PlayStation. It's growing up, it's party society. No, it doesn't, but it doesn't
2: have to. I don't want 14-year-olds out on the street drinking.
1: Ah, but that's because they're on nuts new own drugs. No, I'm well, that.
2: you don't know that. No, 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 no. They're not all on drugs. I've got great
1: well, you, faith. You, you, I hear what they're all bit no. No, I'm, you I'm don't.
2: No, you don't. Like I've got great faith yeah. in our, in the next, gen- the young generation that is coming up of 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds, right? Um, that, that I am so happy that they're not standing on street corners drinking illicit so, booze, that they're at home think? playing I'm with that. they're at home playing with their friends. It's fantastic.
1: I'm saying it's virtual reality now. It's not reality. It's virtual reality. What is a book? Oh, a book's brilliant. Yeah, no, book, a book, book is virtual
2: reality. Book. And yeah. the thing about a book, only one person can do it at a time. The thing about an Xbox or a PlayStation, you, you read, can you play... Read, f- nowadays. You, but the thing about a PlayStation, and what I'm saying is why PlayStations and Xboxes are better than books, right? A book is virtual reality. It's one person at a time. It's the most selfish... But
1: you learn books. It's you learn the, how to shoot people, It's zombies. the most oh, the
2: selfish way. act possible reading a book there's nothing more selfish Uh, than it It's
1: using your imagination and and, so so is a playstation you're not using your imagination when it's right in your face have you ever played a playstation i have have, what uh, have you played xbox xbox i've played that before and it's all right it's okay it's not for you it's not for you it's not built for you
2: it's y you're using know, I, your imagination because you, you don't
1: need to use your imagination, mate. Da- I'm David, telling you, don't... you
2: what to do. David, David, you are not you know, it's not telling you what to do. It's an immersive Interactive experience, okay? You don't really believe that you're a soldier going around shooting people. It's like starring in a movie. A good well, video game is like starring to, in a movie...
1: A with 50, a Hang on,
2: no, because I'm going to finish a thing without you interrupting. A good video game is like starring in a movie with up to 15, 15 of your mates playing at the same time. Wow! Sixteen people, all starring in a movie, all communicating, all talking, coming up with plans, coming up with strategies. Wonderful! The best invention, the best invention of the last one hundred years, is the PlayStation.
1: I take it you're a Game Boy. Do you you enjoy your games on on the PS4 or whatever?
2: I play games from time to time. Right, <laughs> and it's and I have met some of the most interesting, wonderful people playing video games. I've learned I've learned words in foreign languages simply by sitting at home with my headphone headphones on. And you you open up, you can play with anyone around the world. Wonderful!
1: It, it hardly took it, it took you to understand Scottish, or I've been there. Might have. So <laughs> how can you say you've been talking to people with their languages? You said to me you could hardly understand you.
2: That was my granddad when he was pissed and I was five.
1: All right. <laughs> I'm having a laugh at you. Me right. too.
2: David, stay there. Listen, I've got to take a break because I've missed one already. Um... We're doing the show slightly differently tonight. Uh, it's a listening-only experience. Um, three callers spread out over three hours. The first one we've got, I'm thoroughly enjoying this, is David from Sterling. We'll have more for him after this.
1: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the
2: leash on Talk Radio. By the way, guys, I don't get my news from Twitter. <laughs> so don't panic. Don't panic about stuff you're reading on Twitter. Uh, we're trying something different. It may work, it may not work. Don't be afraid to fail. It's a bank holiday. It's 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 August. Not as many people at home as, as we would normally have. So we're going to try and have three callers spread over three hours. And the first person that called in, uh, the first person that passed the audition, um, Charles Hawtrey and the Deaf Aids, is uh, David in Sterling. Are, are you a Beatles fan, David?
1: <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, I was just new to Facebook... And I text a, a girl I used to go to when I was twelve year old. She stays in Liverpool now, right? I said she came up and she wanted, you know how they want to be friends with you, right? So I says confirm, and I, I gave her a text. And I was down in Liverpool a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they, me and my mates. It was a jolly boys' day. Out, you know I mean? and one of my mates, he's a mad Rolling Stones fan. We were in the Cavern Club singing the Rolling Stones. Uh oh.
2: (laughs) I I believe that's the equivalent of pissing on the American flag outside the White House. I I don't think.
1: (laughs) It was fun though. It was it was great to see the reaction. You know, what
2: I mean? I've only but, been to Liverpool. I've been to Liverpool twice, but once was I was filming there, so we were there for an afternoon and a morning. Um, and I I, I I went to Liverpool properly for the first time last year, and I went to the cavern. It's not the real cavern; it's a different one. No, but I, I don't, I don't. but I, I went there, and it's it's one of the things that we uh, we don't do, David. Is is you know? I've been to New York, and we went everywhere in New York. I've been to Japan. I went everywhere in Tokyo and Kyoto and Osaka.
1: Well, take the magical mystery to and. Yeah, I wanted
2: to, but this is what we
1: don't do I even do. spent a penny in Penny Lane I was bursting for the toilet I jumped over a wall in Penny Lane a
2: Penny in Penny Lane a I had a dump a penny outside penny number penny two so, we all you know, we, we live in the dream but we don't go around our own country enough
1: No, that's up to yourself it's up to you what you do Well, do you? I mean, of course I do
2: Well, tell me, you say of course because I don't, and I don't think a lot of people do Go on then, so what have you done then?
1: Uh, well, in Stirling, they've got things called the Ghost Tours. Right?
2: No, hang on a minute. That's because in Stirling's your own... T- that's your own town. I'm not talking about your own town. I'm talking about going around and seeing the country.
1: Well, I, I've done, a uh, What is it? Five Mungroes now. Five Mungroes. Uh-huh. Five
2: Mungos? What's that?
1: Mungroes. Mungroes? Never heard of Mungro. No. It's when you climb a mountain that's over uh, 3,000 feet. But that's so the... you get you get Lock Lomond, yeah. Uh, you get Mount Lomond, sorry. Yes. Uh, ben Nevis, all these kind of places, and yeah. you climb over a mountain that's over three thousand feet. You've done a Munro because it was a guy called Mungro yes, that done a lot of them. you know What I'm saying. What did you do that for? Because it's good. It's good fun.
2: Really, good you. it sounds hideous.
1: Ah, come here. It sounds hideous. But yeah, I went. Sorry. Yeah, but did they need the mountain rescue coming up uh, up well, after us right, when they we went and climbed them? When, when you so climb
2: so. Uh, one of those, do you need to have, like, crampons and stuff?
1: No, well, don't get me wrong. You go you your Muppets, you used to climb up mountains in the middle of winter Yeah, with their sandals on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I like those guys. We're just asking for trouble, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But we would, we would go on a good day when it was nice and sunny, yep. take a, a good walk up around. mountain. And some of them are brilliant to do. In fact, some of the old gins were passing us by, the old couples. And it, it, it's amazing how many old gins that you do get climbing these mountains. And when you get to the top, you sit and pff, have a cigarette and just enjoy yourself. <laughs> for a you day, can't
2: you know? have well, you go up to climb a mountain and you spark a fag at the top?
1: Aye, of course you do. It, a, a couple of cans, you
2: know what I'm saying? Are you still smoking? I can hear in your voice that you're still a smoker i I felt like a cigarette. Yeah, definitely. I haven't had a smoke for, um, 12 and a half years,
1: imagine that, 12 and a half years. I just spent £50 buying one of the vape things. Oh, you ponce. I know, right, and do you know what the mad thing is, right? Yeah. See, when you go to the pub, the young'uns nowadays, yeah. they've never smoked a fag in their life, but they're smoking the vapes. They've seen you off your head. Uh, you he, uh, uh I...
2: Suspect that a huge number of people that smoke vapes, uh, the, uh young, they, they, that you'll go on to the fags eventually because you always want, it's like when, when I st- started smoking fags, it was, it was silk cut. Silk cut, silk cut <laughs> lights. So, yeah,
1: you, know, you were up on man. Oh, well,
2: to start with, I, I remember I once said, what's the ones that used to come in the golden packet? Are they Benson, Benson and, Hedges? and Hedges? I remember I smoked two Benson <laughs> and Hedges in a row because it gave me a head rush.
1: I've got, I've, you can hear my coughing.
2: Yeah. So, so <laughs> two Benson and Hedges in a because oh, it gave me a head rush, and I
1: was—I—I I thought I was gonna die. No, Benson the Hedges—they were full metal jacket, isn't,
2: I mean? isn't it? Though, isn't it? But you start off smoking the silk cuts lights, then you go to silk cuts, then you go to camels, and then you—you kind of work you up because you want—they it
1: call it—is it the gateway of drugs? You know what I mean?
2: I don't buy this gateway drugs nonsense.
1: I think you're, if you're going to do something, you'll do it. Because, uh, because here's the thing, right? it's a, a,
2: a, a, a cannabis is a gateway drug, right? Because yeah, but because no, no one's hardly anyone has ever gone woken up one morning having lived a completely drug and alcohol free life. Going, I'm going to try some heroin. <laughs> Can we get? It's uh, you start no, smoking no, a bit no, of weed, no, and no, then no. then you move That's up to some pills, and then you're moving in those circles where someone says, "Here, do you fancy a bit of this?" And you go, "Oh
1: yeah, sure, I'll try that." Or no, I mean I don't ask that. That's going to be a life choice. Yeah. Speaking of heroin, you know what I'm saying? Well. That's, that's just nuts. You know
2: I mean? It is nuts. Uh, I never tried heroin. Mm. Did you try a wee spliff? Oh, yeah, I smoked weed, yeah.
1: Right, there's nothing wrong with that, mate. No, well,
2: well, well, listen, and that. again, I haven't had a drink or a drug for uh, almost 13 years, but, yeah, I smoked weed. You've not had a drink for 13 years? No,
1: no, 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 no. Man, you must be drying. you know what I'm saying?
2: Um, 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 I can think and I can uh, remember some things, and um <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not
1: I'm not the well, you probably can't be a good drinker. you, yeah.
2: But I I am not being obnoxious to friends and strangers in in bars or in the street. I'm
1: not puking that's, up that's, No, that's a choice as well, being obnoxious to people. You don't need to be obnoxious no, to No, but people. when you're but know. when
2: you're when when I was drunk I did not have that choice.
1: That so was you, that you was an end result. Yourself. Mm. You, you couldn't control yourself. Yeah. Mm. Well that was obviously a problem for it. You yeah. I mean? Not and it's not uh, anymore. Where in Scotland if you didn't have a drink think people think there is something wrong with you, you know what I'm saying? Well and that <laughs> is part of the that was
2: is part of the problem that we have this 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 image that if you don't drink then you're a pussy
1: it's just a culture in Scotland do you know what i
2: mean well i think it's i think in england as well possibly more in scotland i don't know and it took me a long time to to come to terms with the fact that some people were judging me for not having a drink or if a joint was being passed around i would i would say no thanks and i'd get i'd get up and walk away and it took well, me a long time to deal with the fact that people were judging me but now i couldn't give a stuff oh i couldn't give a stuff oh, it's but, wonderful
1: Wait, what are you and you're not following the crowd, you're just following what you want to do, want to do yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you saying you like a wee joint. I like a wee joint now. No, I, I would never have... used to think people had a joint, but I was younger as junkies, you know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. But now, that just seems to be the done thing everywhere. You know what I mean? So
3: you In started... Fact, I, know, I,
1: know where, I know where a wee cannabis plant has grown, and it's not me, but I know where one's grown. So you started <laughs> right off as
2: a teenager... Outside shops asking adults to buy you booze, which you drink on I street listen, corners.
1: It was part of a community right, uh, And I now you're a man in his fifties
2: well. smoking mm-hmm. weed, and you want other people to follow
1: that life? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. You let people follow the, what they want to do themselves.
2: But right. you'd rather p- kids were on street corners drinking, which, is, as you've just admitted, is a gateway oh, drug.
1: I would rather they went out and interacted with each other and had their own good time. That's what I'm saying. Not sitting what with their heads plugged in.
2: Oh, you just don't like understand it. Computer.
1: You just don't understand it. You're old. I'm not. <laughs> well, you are. We are. But, we are. You know, We're I old. I don't understand the, uh, communicating with people. No,
2: but, but you don't understand that communication
1: has evolved and has changed. But, so you, I mean, what they're going to want to do next is implant you stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know when... Um, Do you, you think that'd be a good way to go ahead with the human race?
2: You know when they first invented s- steam trains?
1: Oh, didn't he give me that, like that? Listen, I've no good wooden teeth.
2: No, but you that know when, when people first invented steam trains, right? And uh, people were scared to ride on them. Do you know why?
1: No, because it was a the future.
2: They thought their bodies think, would though? explode. They thought that the pressure of moving forward at about 15, 20 miles an hour <laughs> would cause their bodies to explode. And now we get on a train... But think you think I'm it.
1: Victorian dad or something
2: here? No, no, what I'm saying is, we, we're old. And I don't get a lot of... I don't get Snapchat, and I don't get a lot of things that young people do now. But you think back to
1: when you were a kid, I'm sure your parents... A I do know for a fact, uh, young kids need to get out the house more. Why? There's no a paedophile hanging about every corner like the news tries to make. Well, it. no,
2: there isn't a paedophile.
1: They're trying hanging out. to make you live in fear nowadays. That, a war that's what. Hang on a, a minute. Or whatever. That's terrorist. what. That,
2: that's what newspapers have always
1: done. Yeah, but they're trying to make kids live in fear That's what newspapers have always done. Nah, I would know as much as I have now. I pushed it to the limit now.
2: Well, but your limit is, you, you, you're saying, can I, right, I'm going to say something, right? You're right. saying yeah. that now, because you're an old man, right? And your dad would have said exactly the same thing when he was reading about the Moore's murders in the Daily Mail back in the sixties. And, and his dad would have said the same thing about something no, else. No. And your boy me, in 40 no, years yeah. time, your boy in 40 years time yeah, will say that, will say the same. Terrible. Let me finish, David. Me you're very rude. Okay. Your, your son in 40 years time will say exactly the same thing about the teenagers of his generation. It's the cycle of life.
1: But the Moors murderers, was uh, that was an exception to the case. The you put you hear hearing now, it's so, it's so prevalent. It's all the time.
2: No, That's no, no, but they're do. only reporting on what's happening. And the, the thing Moors thing. murders. there you are mean, other child killers. There's
1: a lot of spin Sorry? Do you not think there's a lot of spin? I don't going
2: think on. newspapers are making up stories about paedophiles,
1: you, no. You're hearing in the news. I'm not talking about newspapers right there. Newspapers are bad.
2: Well, no, you were talking specifically about newspapers, but you can expand it if you want.
1: No, I'm talking about they're hearing in the media. The a no, well, media is the news. Well, you said, said newspapers.
2: I'm going to be specific, David. You said you said I'm a very good listener. Ian, I'm, I'm a I'm a very I good listener, David. That. Unlike you, you specifically said newspapers.
1: Well, what I'm saying is the news.
2: In okay, so you want to change the, the the focus to no, the no, news I'm, in general? Okay, go on. So no, what? So does that make a big
1: difference? Yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. The media, the media. What I'm saying is... OK, so we're, we're not just
2: media. doing the news now. We've gone from newspapers to the news, and now we're doing the whole media. So films, yeah, yeah, music, yeah. television... A lot of it is spin.
1: Give me an example you of... Give me an example. are in fear. That there's terrorist attacks everywhere. There's everyone... Don't frighten to go out and don't enjoy yourself. Don't go to concerts.
2: I, I'm not... Don't hang go, on a minute. You know
1: what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're trying to beat this. Hang on. It's really?
2: Hang on, really David... Tough. I'm not afraid I'm to good. go... To, I'm not afraid to go to concerts.
1: Well, that's the way. They're putting fear in, kids.
2: No, I they're not. No, if they're not. They're, they're not. I'll tell you who is. Is your boy afraid?
1: No, no. Right. I've made sure he's not afraid. Uh, no, thank you. No
2: thank you. The media aren't doing it. The parents are doing
1: it. But that's they're
2: getting it No, right? no, no. The, 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 the parents... The parents are scaring their kids, not the media.
1: So parents are telling their, their kids, don't go out, don't do anything. then not try not anything new. Don't I don't do know. You, I don't know.
2: I'm trying you know to what what g- join this hypothesis with you, but the media isn't scaring the kids. I don't know what the
1: media no. is either, really. It's well, quite an amorphous... Why, why are the kids saying on their media? And if you look in their media, because I do check to make sure... That you keep okay.
2: saying media. I don't think you know what it means.
1: Well, why are they saying that the media is telling them that...
2: I don't think kids are.
1: It? You know what I'm saying? Kids aren't. Kids aren't. But,
2: sorry, kids. Kids aren't saying that.
1: Well, I'm seeing it.
2: You no, you're saying that, that kids that, are that, saying that, it, that, and I'm that, telling that, you now, that, you. That, you're saying that kids are saying it, and I'm telling you now that kids are not saying it.
1: So, well, do you obviously speak to more kids than me?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I probably do actually.
1: Well, probably. Well, you're on a radio show, I guess. Eh? Mm. But what I'm saying is. Kids should not be free to go out and about and enjoy themselves. But that's the
2: parents that are keeping them in. Kids aren't afraid to go out. My boys are seven and five. They're constantly asking, can we go off and ride our bikes on our own? No. I'm making that decision. It's
1: parents that aren't letting kids out. In case they fall off their bike or something, they hurt themselves. Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I think they're too young to go out on their own on their bikes. At
1: seven or eight, we were out in the street Didn't
2: all day. Didn't say seven or eight, you don't listen. Seven and five.
1: Oh sorry, seven and five. But we were out in our bikes yeah. all day. So was we I. So was I. So what's changed nowadays? What's what's the big change?
2: There is no big change. I'm just a different parent to the one that, to, to my parents.
1: And it doesn't mean to say you're a bad parent if you let them be all day. It doesn't mean you're neglecting them or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just you're letting them live their life. You've got to live, let people live their life. Isn't it
2: interesting okay. that you thought I was judging you as a parent? Mm.
1: No, no I, no, I never thought of that for a minute. Cause but you brought you it up. Truthful. No, to be quite truthful, I would not care if anybody judged. But me. you brought it up
2: though, which makes me think you
1: do I love care. I don't see I don't just try to spin it. I don't I'm know not it. spinning.
2: This is the thing. I think you're paranoid. I think you're smoking too much weed.
1: I've not had any weed tonight. Well, I it, it has I've an accumulative there, effect. Have having a, having a conversation with you. It no.
2: has an accumulative effect. I think you're you're sounding paranoid. I'm not spinning any anything. Here's <laughs> the thing: we're just having a
1: conversation, right? Right. Well, I'm giving you my opinion. You saying that is paranoid. So that's something. Well, you 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 you, you,
2: you brought up for no reason. No one said anything about ba- people who let their kids out are bad parents. But you, you brought that up, and I just wondered why.
1: No, you said to me you wouldn't allow your kids to go out. Right? wasn't Wasn't a judgment. Call, it was
2: a statement of fact. Wasn't a judgment call.
1: And I said to you, "What's wrong with you, basically, that you're not allowing your kids to go?" Out. Oh, so you're judging and me. You're saying, sorry. Go on. No, you, you tell me what you're going to say. You're judging me. I'm not judging me. I'm just you, why? if you phrase the question why? with
2: "What's wrong with you?" you why?
1: I'm not judging
2: you. You said that. Judge- well, if you phrase the question, "What's wrong with you?" I never oh. You just did. You, here's the thing. Right, I, right, honestly, right. I'm right. such a was good
1: maybe the wrong way to describe it. Exactly. Words why? are a very why? powerful tool. Right? Why wouldn't you let your kids go? Sorry about
2: that. I've just said it's a judgment call that I've made, and I'm a different parent from mine. But you're the one who, who then said it doesn't make me it doesn't make me a bad parent letting my kids out. I never said it did. Right. I didn't no, bring up the subject of bad parents. Did. You did, and I just wondered why.
1: No. You care about your kids, I suppose. You're looking after their best interests for their future. Uh, You want them to have as good a future as you can, you know. know I mean, and what I can see so far with the media and the things that they're getting told, it's not looking too great for them. You know what I'm saying?
2: The media just reports on the news.
1: You maybe just want want to change that. Let's focus
2: on the news. Let's focus on the news because the media encompasses so many things I don't think you can quite comprehend. Uh, So let's focus on the news. The news reports the truth, yeah?
1: Does it? Tell me when it doesn't. Do you believe everything you read or do you believe everything you see in the media? Do you believe it?
2: Tell me me something that's been reported in the news. Stop saying media, because you don't know what it means. Tell
1: me something that's been reported... I'm talking about the the media in Britain. You don't know what media
2: means, David. You're using the word... You you don't know what what media means.
1: It's what you're getting told to believe. Okay, tell me something
2: something that you've heard in the news
1: that's a lie. When you hear someone in the news... You just automatically believe that. Answer
2: yeah? the qu- answer the question. Tell me something you've heard in the news that's a
1: lie. Well, what I generally t- tend to do is anything that I hear from the media, from the news. Sorry, I tend to think the exact opposite because I don't believe I want to say. Mm-hmm. It. No, honestly, Ian, wow. because I think things have got that bad input. What a
2: terrifying, what a terrifying and, I'm going to say, it's, it's a sad, so sad way it's to so live.
1: Ter- it's terrifying to think that you you're being lied okay, to. Okay, so I'll ask you again for the fourth able. time.
2: Give me an example of something that's been in the news that's not true.
1: I'm telling you, everything, everything. Everything yeah.
2: on the news is not true.
1: You're getting <laughs> lied to. <now. laughs> Come They're on, man,
2: David!
1: School. You're getting lied to. You're getting lied to. Getting <laughs> getting everything lied to. on the news is not true. So, uh, people like
2: Tony Blair. Hang on a minute. What's he got to do with anything? He hasn't been prime well, minister for years.
1: Prime minister. He was just telling people absolute lies about wars and no, all that. But, but
2: can you think of something so this you think weekend you've have heard?
1: From then, you think things have. Okay, from I've got an
2: then. example. So, are you telling me that there, that that nobody on the south coast um, um, inhaled some kind of fumes that made them ill? That didn't happen big news story this weekend there was some a, a cloud descended at Margate I I, it was I, I,
1: to, be, to be quite truthful I haven't I don't watch the news to be, because I just told you I think there's a pack of lies so I don't watch it I get my news for alternative media that's where I get my news from people this, are actually going to tell
2: now me now we're getting somewhere so you get your news yeah, from I can I can I hazard a guess the internet
1: right and what, what would be the show
2: I don't know what the
1: show is, but here's a thing. The Rich Allen show. You heard that? Here's a thing, right? Have you heard the Rich Allen show?
2: Anybody can put stuff on the internet. Yeah, not, everybody, not everybody. Not Mind up. Not everybody. Not everybody can get can get a headline on the BBC News at Ten.
1: come on! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They're just getting newsfeed. They're getting told what they say. Do you think that's reality?
2: No, they've got some wonderful, wonderful journalists that go out and investigate yeah, stories. They're,
1: they're all getting paid off by the same paymasters, you know what I'm saying?
2: Who are the... This is great. We've only got four minutes to go. Who are the paymasters?
1: The people are in charge. That's obviously the paymasters. Well, they who are, who are they? We're not in charge of things. I don't know. They're, they're the, the dark, the dark the society. The dark we society. Are, we aren't the paymasters. They are. And so who's controlling
2: it. me? Because I'm the, in inverted commas, media. Who's controlling me?
1: This is why I phoned your show, Ian, because I love that you're, you're open and you can be honest. Well,
2: people. maybe I'm being told to say this by my dark masters.
1: But no, you, no but you're But you allowing people to, to save how they feel. That's the beauty of your show. You know what I'm saying? Even you speak to George Galloway. Talk to him. He knows what the, what the score is. You know what I'm saying? And you're not know, trying to tell me George is... Uh, being controlled by somebody, you know what
2: I'm saying? Well, hang on a I minute, Joel, the, you know, you know, know who owns this radio station? Do you know who owns this radio station? I don't know. Have a, have a, you're going to love it when you find out. Mm-hmm. Have a guess who owns mm-hmm. this radio station now.
1: Mm-hmm. Have a guess. No, Rupert Murdoch. Oh, yeah. Is
2: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rupert Murdoch pays George Galloway's that? wages.
1: No, is it? Do you want to have another little think about what you've just said? Is it Rupert Murdoch owns your radio station? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, is it? I've told you the answer. You've no doubt. You, you just let me make my own opinion. You've no told me. If you read
2: the papers, then you'd know that, yeah, Rupert Murdoch owns Talk Radio. So how do you feel about my output and George's output now? Because surely he's one of the biggest dark masters
1: in the world, isn't he? Yes. He is. He is. Aye, uh, aye. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh. I didn't know that, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, you, you're learning something every day, eh? Uh?
2: Mm, isn't it?
1: And I'm very surprised that George has been given a, a voice, you know what I
2: mean? Well, maybe, That's maybe, right. and I don't know if this is the case or not, but maybe Rupert phones him up. Uh, George is on 7 till 10 on Fridays, maybe at 6 o'clock, because often when I come in early, George is on the phone to someone...
1: Dead. I've listened to George for the last two years. He's, he's brilliant. He's, he's brilliant. never mentioned that, has he? No, because you can ask George a question and he'll give you a decent answer.
2: Well, as long uh, as it's approved by uh, 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 his dark master. Well,
1: obviously, he must be...
2: He's slim. the exception. He's, he's the exception.
1: Aye, obviously, he must be.
2: Hey, David, listen, we've got to go. I've really enjoyed this hour. Thank you, mate.
1: No, I've, all, I've no peeved you off too much. Oh, I'm God, good. no, not at all. I've loved every second of it. No, nice one, Ian. No, I like your show, mate. Cheers, man. We'll speak again soon. Take care. Thank you. There we go.
2: Bye-bye. I enjoyed that. One down. Anyone else want to play? I enjoyed that a lot. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Um, It doesn't have to be confrontational. It doesn't have to be um, um, uh, who's tweeting, I'm going on the radio, tune in to Ian Lee in about ten minutes. Is he? Oh, have you got one? Oh, I won't give out the number. Oh, beautiful. If we've got one then, perfect. Lovely, lovely, lovely. In that case, put your phones down. We don't need uh, need anyone this out. This is how good Catherine is. She's efficient. She's efficient. Uh, We're trying something a bit different. And all those that bailed out in the first 15, 20 minutes, sometimes you've got to wait. Panning for gold, you don't get the gold immediately. You've got to stay there for a bit and you've got to keep on panning. This is The Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. (laughs) Talk Radio. The phone down, guys. We're sorted for the next hour. We've got a bloke called Mark coming on. I'm looking forward to this. So we'll, we'll spend an hour in Mark's company and see where that conversation goes, shall we? I'm Ian Lee. This is the late-night alternative, a slightly different one. you are listening, of course, to Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online
1: and on DAV. Take a far-out trip into the twilight zone of late-night radio with Ian... Do, 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 do. Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on
2: Talk Radio. I seem to be involved in a conversation on, on Twitter and I've got no idea what it's about. I've got no idea what they're talking about whatsoever. I de- here's, one, here's my new... Um thing. good evening to listening in the uh late night alternative slightly different one three calls over three hours i let's, let's just dive straight in evening mark hello i'll talk to you here's my new bugbear at the moment right yeah it's being um I- I- involved in like sort of long twitter threads and i I don't know why but it just really gets on my wick and i'm in one now and i don't know i've gotten i've I've not seen the first tweet so i don't know what it's about and it's people joshing and 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 i listen man hey man i'm not against people joshing around and having fun of course not um but I just be being involved in long twitter conversations with with people that actually i don't want to be a part of
0: well the thing is i know like from uh when Kath was tweeting out saying that she wanted, you know, people to come in, so call in and, and speak to you. Yeah.
3: That
0: because you were in that... You were mentioned in that first tweet, and I replied to her. So I think I was replying to you as well. So I know that that happens, doesn't it? But you can't opt out of oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't now.
2: You used to be able to, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It seems to now be
0: once, you, once you're once you in this thing. It's like a hamster's wheel, and, and you, you can't get out of
2: Look, it. Look, I'm in a conversation with 42 people. and <laughs> Do I? I mean... Do I do the thing, and I've done it a few times, and I've always felt a bit, bit, you know, um, uh, what's the fella, Scrooge, doing it. Do I say, guys, can you keep me out of this? Or is yeah, that mean? I, I can no, do no, that, no, can't, can't
0: I? Mean. I think if you can put something on there, can't you? You can, you can just say, look, this is great, you can carry on the conversation, but if you could just untag me or whatever the word is, you know. Yeah,
2: how, does, do. how does this sound? Guys, can you remove me from this, please? yeah that's polite uh, is that, it's, it's, it's polite and it's to the point and yeah. they'll probably think i'm a miserable old git uh, but no I'd, it's done now they'll understand it's, it, it's done now I, but the thing is they won't <laughs> they won't <laughs> i've i've done that with people and they've just said i've just got two more points to make and then and the, it's uh, just flip it how do you uh how do you deal with twitter mark
0: um, well, how do I do it? Um, well, obviously I'm not in, never in a conversation with 42 people once. No. Uh, you know, that's a that's it's a first for me. It's a first for me. Likes, I, I'm happy with that. But um, yeah, I must admit, I, I don't use it as much these days as, as I used to. I used to be on it all the time, but um, now I dip into it a few times a
2: day. It's, um, Only a few times a day. <laughs> Only a few times a day. How do you? And I've I've made a real pointed effort of, um, the last few days, sort of Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and today, of not tweeting very much. <laughs> Just tweeted, a couple of links to some tickets when I was doing the show yesterday, tweeted, blah blah, 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 and I must admit, I felt, how did I feel? I'm trying, I'm trying to think, Mark, how I felt. How did you feel? Clearer, I felt clearer. Yeah. Well, I think the the reason I've sort of not on it as
0: much as I used to be is I, I remember getting on it years and years ago. I mean, we're talking maybe eight years ago when it first became really popular and uh, Stephen Fryer, it was the first person I had mentioned it on TV, and then Richard Bacon on yeah. on another radio channel. And, and that was when I got into it then. I wasn't on Facebook until about three years ago. I'm 44, and I only got Facebook three and a half years ago, four yeah. years ago maximum. Um, so to me, Facebook is really kind of uh, still quite new and, and still a way of... You know, I'm still finding old school friends and things like that yeah. from years ago. So that, to me, is something that I probably spend a lot more time on these days than, than many other people because they did the Facebook thing years ago when it came out, but I was really late to that part. So.
2: I don't do Facebook in, in in the way that Facebook is meant to be, in that I, I, I've i got a couple of pages on there. I've kind of got the, the Ian Lee page, which is, you know, I, I hate mm-hmm. to say the phrase, but I'm going to say it because it's a shorthand we all understand the fan page and i do a couple of music things i've got those but to have those facilities and i really looked into this you've got to have a personal facebook page and um so i've got a personal facebook page um and i've got maybe seven or eight friends one of them is cath um the others i think are primarily american people that are sort of connected with the music thing i do but I I hardly ever post updates. I don't post updates on there. I don't post pictures of my kids. I certainly don't post pictures of food I'm eating. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't do any of that, and, and and um, I don't feel any less of a human being because of it.
0: No, I, I suppose it. You know, it ticks different boxes for different people, doesn't it? Oh. I, I've got a. My family now all live up in Northamptonshire, and I, I don't really see a great deal of them. So for them, it's, it's a way for them to see what I'm up to and, and what I'm doing. And I do post the odd picture of my kids, but, I mean, it might be sort of, you know, once a month, something like that. And if we're doing something a little bit out of the ordinary or, or something, you know, certainly not, you know, I've got people that I know and, and relatives that I know that have got, you know, little uh, nieces and nephews and things like that, and they're, you know, toddlers. Yeah. And it, you could take the photos off of their Facebook and make it into a flicker book of their life. You yeah, know, when oh. you're just flicking through it and you see every day that, you know, oh, here they are eating this, here they are in this chair. Yeah. And it's like, oh, please, come on. We
2: take too many pictures of our kids. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's really believe this. And I'm guilty of it, but we take too many pictures. You know, before, you get you get a film of 24 or 36. And I'm not saying the old days are better. Of course not. The, the, you know, there was good about the old days, but there was also <laughs> the, 70, the 70s and the 80s were, were pretty pretty crap as far as i can remember um uh, so that you know now is better but 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 i think one of the things is we've lost the value of a photograph doesn't mean anything anymore no,
0: I've just started doing the, um, I mean, I get like the emails every day from like Groupon and stuff like that. And it's, that's the first thing I do every day is delete half a dozen emails from Groupon or anything, anything like that. Oh, I, I was with
2: Groupon for about three months and, and I just, after three months, I, I thought, I, do you know what? I don't want to go to any spa centres. And so I unsubscribed to that.
0: Yeah, well, every now and then, though, they come up with the, you can get, you know, 300 prints for, for three pounds. Oh. So I keep that and more as a, a reminder so I can then go, right, I'm going to go onto that photo website and, and download the last 300 prints that I've made on my phone. So, or, you know, I select them, I, you know, don't print off every single one of them. But um, at least then I know I've now got from the past sort of like year and a half, I've been printing them off. Because I know that there's a period of of like you know maybe three years ago, uh, my kids are six and nine. There's a period there where I've got photos that must be in various old phones and stuff like that, and po- probably haven't got that many printed out from their sort of no. you know toddler years. No, but like, so I really make a point of doing it so. Yeah, I haven't deleted the Groupon thing or unsubscribed, mainly for that as a reminder to get some actual photos, physical printed photos made.
2: Final thing about... I've closed my computer now because it's annoying me because people are now going, haha when no-one no gets out of this thread alive. So I've just replied, <laughs> I'm going to have to mute you all. Yeah. Which I'm going to do. I've closed the computer, and when I open it, I'm just going to mute, and I don't want to do that, but I'm going to mute everyone. I don't want to be involved in this in their life. Uh, your kid, how old are your kids? Did you say six and nine? Six and nine, yeah. Sick two girls. How are you finding it, man?
0: Um, well, I'm I'm a single dad, so oh. um, it's uh, yeah, I, I love it. I'm uh, my my eldest daughter Poppy, she's nine, uh, just turned nine, and she said to me about six months ago that I'm probably more of a mum than a dad. Anyway, I'm oh. the one that you know makes sure that they've got their PE kit and yeah. um, you know, and I. I've been able to have them for summer holidays during the days and stuff. I have them every day during the summer holidays, pretty much, uh, and then sort of half the night. So, yeah, it, it, it's hard work, and, and I don't have them tonight. It's the first night for a, a few nights that I've not had them. Um, and, yeah, I must admit, I, I was quite looking forward to having a, a child-free night.
2: Yeah. Oh, and there's no shame in that. There's no, no shame no, there's in, in, in enjoying... So I, my family went away for a week last week, and um, there, of course there were moments throughout the week when I missed the boys. Of course there were, but I enjoyed it more than I missed them. You know, yeah. and, and and because it's so exhausting, <laughs> it's exhausting. It is looking yeah. after I mean,
0: kids. Just just simple little thing like this morning, trying to. Um, I knew that I was going to be dropping them off at their mums uh, this morning and trying to sort of save a bit of time because uh, we were out quite late last night. I was out quite late with the girls last night. So I asked my eldest, could she pour the milk in the cereal for for the, the six-year-old, you know? So in asking to do that, somehow, a glass of water just got spilt on the kitchen sideboard. And it's it a typical did. kitchen sideboard where there was, like, receipts and stuff like that that yep. I'd just taken out my wallet to to put away. So uh, all of that, uh, just trying to save a bit of time by asking my eldest daughter to do that, I actually ended up taking yep. about. You know, an hour just to tidy that all up, and then when I've got back in this evening to, to pick up all these receipts that are lying around everywhere that I've been trying to dry out today and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's just those tiny little things that you think, "Well, I'll try and save a bit of time here," but it doesn't. It ends up taking more time, or the, you know, it's um,
2: you cannot I don't want to wish
0: the time away. No, you know, but I'll be, I'll be glad when those little accidents. Oh, happening.
2: because you we, we you know we both know right that. Within the blink of an eye, you're going to be walking them down the aisle. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, because because you know, my boys are seven and five, so similar. Yeah. And it's literally seems like two weeks ago that they were babies. Yeah. Literally, like it feels like two weeks ago that they were actually babies, and now they're seven and five. You know, they're, they're they are they're young men. Oh, no, I heard my uh, six-year-old in
0: the car of yesterday talking, uh, mentioning about Snoop Dogg. Um, <laughs> she, they, found, they found a video on Facebook, oh, and it no. was like a, a Peppa Pig video. Uh, not on Facebook, on YouTube, sorry. Yeah. There was a Peppa Pig video that um, someone had overdubbed, with, you know, uh, oh. put, put a new soundtrack to it. And, and they're, they're, they were talking about, you know, instead of George having his dinosaur, uh, George had a little pet Snoop Dogg. Oh, thing. gosh. And then, so they sort you know, superimpose some kind of uh, Snoop Dogg's head on on this dinosaur the thing on the on the cartoon. So yeah, so I've got this six-year-old talking about no, 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 that's when they talk about Snoop Dogg, and they're saying the words to it. And it's uh, I'm quite liberal, I'm quite open with with what they talk about, but you know, you do. It, it, you've got no control, have you, these days? It's, I mean, you have, but it's really hard to control everything. Well, no,
2: you, you, you could. Like. It kind of goes back to what we were saying, what Dave and I were talking about. It is is—it um, is harder to control. It's Seven and five. I can pretty much keep a, keep a handle on it because I've got, uh, you know, the, the, the Xbox, they, they use that, but I've got that kind of age locked so they can't go off and do all kinds of stuff and they know not to buy games and that, 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 I, I don't let them use my phone to, to dick around with, you know, so, but, it, yeah. but, 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 but everything is everywhere. My great fear, Mark, and I've said this before, my great fear is when the boys discover, um, pornography on the telephone when they not my not my pornography but um i'm i'm yeah. so worried
3: yeah. as
2: you must be for your daughters but in a different way i am Absolutely. so worried yeah. about the impacts that the, the ease of access to really freaky yeah. hardcore stuff the impact it's going to have on my boys mentally, physically, in terms of how they see women, in terms of how they see sex, in terms of how they see themselves and their own bodies. It terrifies me, man. Yeah, and and as you
0: say, it's going to be from a completely different angle having two daughters, and, and already there are things that they see now and, and they ask questions and, and my nine-year-old, for a good few years now, um, she was asking me uh, last year, uh, last just before the summer holidays last year, she had to do a, a topic at school. All year, every month they do a different topic, you know, dinosaurs, transport, stuff like that. For the last one of the term, they can choose anything they like. She yeah. loves rock music. Nope. Um, so, she put, that. you know, she, she wanted to do a thing about rock music. So, she asked me to show her some classic rock stuff. So, I was showing her and she, and she said, I they're no sort of female rock you know singers and stuff like that and i was you know partly my own sort of you know very narrow view of it i guess you know and, yeah. um but it was great that she was asking that and i, I yeah. you know let her sort of research it and, and look into it and things like that and she ended up sort of schooling me on, on some sort of various newer female yeah. Uh, yeah. Rock, rock bands and rock singers and stuff like that it's great but uh, you know things like that where it's you know, you put on a classic rock show uh, or channel or something like that, and it is mainly they'll be showing the men, even like things like the boxing on Saturday yeah. night. I didn't watch uh, I didn't watch it, I had it on the radio, but I had someone the next day on Twitter, I think, you know, what? do we still have these like ring card girls that get up in their bikinis and bits and pieces hanging yeah, out? Yeah. Now? You know, it, it. what if I say to the girls, you know, look, this was a big event. I like my girls to see lots of big events and yep. stuff like that, um, and experience all these kinds of things. Well, if they see that and they go, well, why is why is that why is that happening in day age? Why or in any day and age? Why are we allowing a woman to get out in a bikini and hold a, a you know big number three for, a, for the third round up in the air? Uh, I um,
2: am a big fan, uh, Mark, of uh, rock autobiographies. It's pretty much all I read. Right, books yeah. about or by rock stars. Right, I love it, and so I've read a lot of. Um stories of debauchery and drugging and groupies and all that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. and we've been sent a book we've been sent two copies of a book for as a potential guest right it's a drummer uh it's an autobiography of a drummer called carmine Apice or carmine a right yeah. and he's an american drummer he- dr- he was in a group called vanilla fudge and uh he he was in Rod Stewart's group for years and he co-wrote um if you think I'm sexy for Rod Stewart right. Oh, yeah. And so I'm reading this book. I was quite excited about this book. Didn't know a lot about this guy. And I thought, well, I'll read this. Um, And I came in tonight to see Kath. And I said, Kath, I've not even got halfway through this book. I don't want this man on the show. And she's like, why not? I said, he's writing about sexual assault. He's writing about sexual assault. And some of the, a lot of the stories... The the woman... These like groupie sessions, right? A lot of the stories, the the women are complicit and are giving their consent, right? So, but, in some of them they're not, and in some of them, in one in particular, very famous story that involves him and Led Zeppelin and Fish, I'm not going to go any further, right, because it's a bit of a ho-ho-ho, but actually, in some of them, it is nothing more than a disgusting and degrading abuse of position and power over some poor girl who's, com- who's clearly completely mixed up, right? It is, it is an awful story. And I read it to Catherine, right? Not for titillation, but I said, this is why I don't want this bloke on the show. Yeah, and, sure. um, and part of me is thinking, I'm wondering if it's because I am a dad now and my boys are of an age actually reading about this stuff and the billy idol book that i I did enjoy but there were some stories in there i I, I don't want my boys to look at women in in in, as vessels for their you know depraved pleasure
0: yeah, I, I totally, totally get that now. You know, my my, uh, my two, they're, they're like Little mixed, you know, for a, a few years now. They're both like that. They managed to get tickets about a year ago for the concerts that they've got coming up in October. Wow, well,
3: yeah. And,
2: and Shout so, out I mean, to my ex! That's him,
0: isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but, and since then, they've, they've really up the ante with their sort of sexual moves and yeah. stuff like that, and really high-cut kind of... Uh, leotards would be the word
2: I was using. Well, yes, if you don't get leotards made out of PVC and leather, that's the... Exactly, the... <laughs>
0: yeah, and I'm quite glad we... Um, I think I got, like, the last three tickets together in the venue, the, like, the very back row of the O2. Yeah. Uh, and I'm quite glad that we're not Literally, it's not right in our faces, you know. Well, Um, so again, it comes back to what I said about a woman to experience events and things like that. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully they'll they'll go along and they'll see. Right uh, now, we can see the whole audience enjoying themselves, so the spectacle won't just be what the the group are getting up to on stage. Have you been to the O2
2: before? Yeah, I've been. Because they them. generally have massive screens <laughs> <laughs> as well. Yeah, I, so I know, but I'm
0: hoping that everything else is going
2: on with all the. It, it, Little Mix really them. disappointed me. And again, we're old men, Mark, so it's, it's not they're not for us. But it, it, Little Mix really disappointed me because I do think they dress inappropriately for a band that primarily appeals to 12, 13, 14 year old girls.
0: And they did for that Manchester gig, didn't they? I mean, that was. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, see it, did they? they? Uh, coming Yeah, for the, um, oh, who's the lady whose gig it was? Um,
2: Uh, Grande, uh, Ariana Grande. yeah, uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, when she had that sort of charity gig and yeah. the benefit gig uh, a few weeks afterwards, and everyone else was coming out in their just jeans and sweatshirts with the the, the logo on. Well, oh, they know, were all dressed line, down, were they? And, and and then suddenly they came on in their normal stage gear. Um, and as you say, I, I kind of feel a bit like an old man saying it, you know, but... And I know it's not for me. I know it's not aimed at me, you no. know, um, any kind of situation for a 44-year-old man, um, but... Yeah, it was just like, well, this, that's just inappropriate for the occasion. Mm. You know, fair enough, you, you know you're going to get some artists going on there because it's going to make them look good. I know that's quite a cynical sort of point of view, but to go on there and really flaunt their sexuality and, and their, you know, microscopic uh, stage costumes yep. was was really inappropriate for that specific uh,
2: occasion. Um here's how it works mark you can hang up at any time i can't cut you off until till we get closer to midnight and we have to go to the ads and stuff and i might ask you stuff that you don't want to talk about and that you don't have to that's absolutely fine to say i don't want to answer that um but there's been a question that's been niggling in the back of my brain for the last uh uh, 10-15 minutes um why are you a single dad um
0: so it was about three and a half years ago um my ex-wife and I, and it's it's amicable between my ex-wife and I, um, we were thinking of moving from where we lived at the time, uh, which was Ickenham in Middlesex. I don't know if you know it's near... I see
2: the sign for Ickenham quite a lot, but I'd never known where it is. Yeah, so it's in between sort of Uxbridge and Reislet.
3: Yep.
0: Um, So uh, it's it's kind of like, you know, at the end of the piccadilly line um, or just before the end of the piccadilly line and, yeah. and uh, the central line has got west rifle right both equally sort of ten minutes walk off from
2: by the, the way guys the if, tube the, tube if, the, if you've never the, the outer edges of the london yeah. underground lines they're weird places man they're, they're re- weird but there's so we, much going on well but, but you know when you get the tube and you uh, the, i think it is the piccadilly line when you're coming out of london and then it, everything just sort of changes and you're still on the yeah. tube. it's very strange
0: yeah, I know. And the, but you see, on the central line, I saw it today because I went down to the Notting Hill Carnival this morning for a little while, and, and you see, as soon as every, it, the train comes out from between Shepherd's Bush and White City,
3: yeah,
0: that's it. Everyone's sitting there, t- kind of twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. As soon as that happens, because you're out of the tube, the actual underground part, yeah. all of a sudden the phone, phones come out of the pockets and people start looking at their phones again straight away. You know.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, we lived in uh, Ickenham. We thought we'd like to move down to the New Forest. Um, uh, to Norfolk on Sea, which is, as I said, it's on sea obviously, and it's right on the edge of the New Forest. Yeah. We've been down there lots of times for holiday.
2: Um, Uh-oh. And, uh oh! Uh oh! Let's make a move to the place we had a holiday. That's always. Um,
0: well, yeah, we we were looking for like, a change and yeah. and stuff like that. And um and then on the school run, for two mornings running, I had a, a different mum, two different separate days, uh, just after uh, Christmas. So, so yeah, three and a half years ago, a uh, mum said, "Oh, I hear that your ex has um, gone off the idea of moving down there." Now <laughs> I said, "No, she." I only went down to have a look yesterday, you know, or two days ago or whatever, to, to no. this place that we'd found. And then I just passed it off as being, you know, miscommunication or something. And then the next day, another mum said it. um, Exactly the same sort of thing. So I sat there at dinner that night. I said, oh, what's this? And so I said, you know, that... The idea is, you know, what's the problem? And up until then we'd always spoke about absolutely everything. We've never had a row, disagreed about the odd thing, but we'd never argued, yeah. never raised voices, we always did the pros and cons of like me taking a new job or something like that, you yeah. know. And so I, I said, Well come and tell me what he's about and when I'm giving the girls their bath and putting them to bed, I can have a think about it and we can do one of our lists. Uh and she wouldn't say it first.
2: one of your lists?
0: It's one of our lists of like pros and cons of moving,
2: you know, it's, uh, Here, uh, it's, I, I, I'm quite quite new to the the, the pros and cons lists, right? Because for years yeah. people say, I'll oh, make a do a list. On one side put pros, and the other side put cons. Yeah, whatever you hippie. but actually it's brilliant, isn't it? it
0: does work because you've got it straight there. Yeah. Eye line of, of like this is good. Does it outweigh that? Yeah. You know X, does that out- outweigh why so I said, well, you know, I can at least be thinking of something there along the, those lines whilst I'm, uh, you know, getting the girls down to bed. And she said, oh, the house that we found is is perfect, and the the village we know is perfect. Um, I just don't think In fact, that's it. I don't. Hang on, think say it's that perfect. again.
2: Your phone just dropped out at the last minute. We're sorry. We got the house is perfect. The village is perfect. Then what? Then what did you say? Yeah, she said house is perfect. Village
0: is perfect. Um, but. I don't think we're perfect. And in fact, I just don't want to be married anymore. Um, and it had run its course. So it was a complete shock, completely out of the blue. And um, yeah, that was three and a half years ago. Oh, man. And it, took it. you know, it was, it, as I say, it was so out of the blue that it took me a long time not to get over the me and her, because I think what she's done, what she's done ultimately was the right thing. I just think she did it the wrong wrong way, mm. um, like, you know, it was like, there was no, um, kind of warning or anything like that, um, so I said, well, you could have given me some kind of ultimatum if you wasn't happy with anything, then you could have told me, and she said, well, I, I have, I've given you a year, but she just hasn't Flipping told me Sleeping? it,
2: happy. and how long had you been married?
0: Uh, we'd been married eight and a half years at that stage.
2: Did she, I've got to ask, did she do a list? <laughs> For you, a mark list? We should, we should probably do it. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, like, <laughs> I
0: know you ask, you know, uh, but but I think she probably would have made a mistake. I I genuinely do.
2: Let me Um, um, look look at it from her position for a second, if you don't mind. Sure. I mean, that must have been really uh, that must have been a tough thing for her to come out and say. That must have because the easy thing the easy thing is to just go along with everything. Yeah. Go along, and do it, and keep it. your head down and get on with it. That must have been a tough thing for her to, to have, have lived with that for a year and then come yeah. out and said it.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I, I think that, you know, I, and I've said this to her and I've said this to, to other people, and I knew pretty much straight away that was really hard. And then it comes it comes home more to me since the times I've maybe started dating somebody, and you know, not with anybody right now and, and anything that I've had since then. Handful of like, you know, five, six week kind of things, you know. um And and if I had to finish those, I know how bad I felt mm. about finishing with someone that, you know, saying to someone that I've been with for five or six weeks, that this isn't ticking all the boxes for me. I'm sorry, you know, I don't want this anymore. I know how bad that yeah. felt for me. So for her to do it after eight and a half years, two kids, knowing that we were just about to you know, planning on starting a new life down on the coast, uh, uh, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, I, I admire her, her sort of courage really in, yeah. in actually doing it and not just going along with it. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's taken me a long time to, bet, to be able to totally accept that and, and uh, yeah, and accept everything that's that's gone along with it. You and
2: know? I and I say that uh, uh, about her, but also acknowledging, y- you know, how horrific that must have been for you. I'm not. I don't want to, you know, detract from from the, the trauma that you must have gone through.
0: Yeah, it was hard work. I mean, luckily there was nobody else involved on our side. Um, there was no other problems uh you know like there, there were none of those i want to say typical problems but that sounds really quite trite you know there, there was no sort of uh, no arguments or, or any domestic violence for example and i know yeah, yeah. really going extreme yeah um, there was there was no gambling or drinking or drugs there was no smoking involved It. we we lived a fairly normal suburbs of london kind of life you know um uh the on the, on the outskirts of london there and it, it just ran its course um i I had had, and I I, I mention this because obviously I see your tweets, uh, you know, daily and stuff. I had had depression, yeah. and um, she did bring that up um, as one of the reasons. But I always say, and and even now I still say that I cope with depression. Yeah. I don't, I don't, should I cope with it? Yeah.
3: Um,
0: and I think in in the sort of uh, so uh, the, it, and really, grit the the sort of two or three years before we finished. Um, and I, I think in all that time, there was only one day where I just physically couldn't leave the house. I yeah. didn't want to do anything. The rest of the time, I, I was a functioning, you know, depression sufferer, uh, you know. So um, she brought, uh, I, I think it was, a, and I was starting to get a, a bit better. And I think it was one of those, he's getting better now. I can't carry on l- looking after him or helping him and stuff like that, you know. Um, I, can, I can kind of go now and... and um, Mm. Yeah, he kind of sent me backwards at once. But, you know, Mark, I know, it's such a cliche, but time
2: really does. Well, feel all the, the, the cliche, the thing is, cliches are found. There's a reason that there are cliches because they're kind of found in reality. Mark, your phone is breaking up a little bit. I'm going to ask Catherine just to give you a call back, either on that phone or a different one if there is one. Catherine, if you could do that. And now seems a perfect time to do that because. Um, uh, I've missed a break again. Um, this is, uh, a slightly different late-night alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uncut.
1: After-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late-Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
2: we will just... Catherine is working some, phone uh, magic to get Mark back, and we'll get Mark back. Um... In a little bit. Slightly, if, you, if you're a first time listener, welcome. Slightly different to how we normally do it. That if you've, um, uh, not tuned in for a while because it all got a bit miserable, a bit heavy, the fun is normally back, guys. The fun is back. Don't you worry. Uh, but tonight we're doing something a little bit different. We've done it once before. It's an idea kind of borrowed from, uh, the beautiful, uh, anonymous podcast, which is awesome, by the way. Um, and we are having, uh, three calls over three hours. And the only rule is, i can't cut them off unless they swear or libelous or you know offensive repeatedly but um i can't cut them off they can hang up at any time they want and um they're on for an hour mark's back evening mark you're back you're back you're back back. yes um um how come you got the kids that's unusual
0: yeah i mean it's now 50 50 when when she left um, she said that. Um, so we, we. It was in the January that, that she told me she didn't want to be married. It was in the March that she actually moved out, um, and she said that she wanted me to have them to start with because she didn't want the kids coming up and seeing her new place, um, you know, whilst it was still in boxes.
2: Hang on. Uh, did she? Did any? Did either of you? <laughs> here's the question that everyone wants to know. Did either of you move to the New Forest? No, no. Neither of us moved. No,
0: okay. we're both still in the same area. I now live in Ivor, in oh, South. Park. I know Ivor. Ivor's posh, isn't it? Uh, well, I think it used to be, oh. and it's, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, I live there, and she lives now up in Beaconsfield, so it's only about, like, nine, ten miles away. Oh,
2: I know that. I live I live kind of near there. I know all that area, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah.
0: Um, so, um, yeah, so, um, what's I saying? she, Yeah, so she moved up there. She didn't want the kids seeing the, um, the the place with, like, all the stuff in boxes, but as I said at the time, so it's okay for them to see the gap in the bedroom where the bed used to be and where w- one armchair is missing, and, you know, because we kind of split the furniture like that mm. or what have you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's now a 50-50 thing, um, and, uh, yeah, but I'm lucky that I, my work is flexible, I get to have the girls during the days and do school runs and stuff like that, and yeah. during the, the school holidays I, I get to do that, so. Well, what do you do? What, what's your job? Um, I, um... Uh-oh. No 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 no. Um I I write and produce children's shows for holiday companies and theme parks. Oh here we go. Here we go. What yeah. what, what what kind of uh, children's shows? So uh, if ever you see a six foot tall talking tiger, for yes. example. Yes um then from a lot of companies and a lot of the characters around the world now i have I, usually got a hand in it somewhere, be it just writing some of the scripts or I train up the what used to be red coats, they 're now called fun stars
2: uh I got a minute.
0: Yeah, so called, them up to, red Redcoats
2: are now called fun stars well,
0: No, Butlins have still got their red coats because yeah. that's a, a real sort of brand, yep. sort of strong, strong brand point. for Who's them.
2: got fun stars? So Haven, oh, who yeah.
0: are part of the same company as Butlins, they they're still all under the, the Born Leisure, is the, company, yeah. the holding company. Uh, so Haven, um, who used to have Havenmates, which is the job, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's which is the job I good. used to do yeah. twenty five years ago. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I used to be a haven mate for three years, and then from there it's kind of progressed uh, yeah. to now I, I write and produce these shows and do the voices for quite a lot of the characters as well. So, so. what are they, they, are they... They're not puppet shows. People in suits. People in suits, yeah. There's a few of them now that are doing puppet shows more because because of the success of Avenue Q five, six, seven years ago, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so these are puppets, uh, you know, they're like, they're like the sort of Sesame Street ones where their arms are on rods. Yeah. Um, so... They're kind of quite popular at a lot of these parks these days, mainly for, for price uh, of you know of buying some of these costumes. And do you know what? I yeah. I can only really talk about this because of, of the time at night, and, and there probably won't be any of the the kids listening because I'm totally uh, uh, sort of can't talk about anything like that. No, this.
2: Well, no, of course I'm sure. If there are any, are any kids listening, then they're, they're, they've got terrible, terrible parents who have probably told them all kinds of things that, that they shouldn't know. So I think I think we're you know I yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I believe I, I'm a firm believer, Mark, in keeping. keeping... Keeping the magic alive for children as long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so... And you make a... And this is going to sound like a rude question. I don't mean it to. You can make a living from doing this.
0: Oh, yeah, i make a living out of it. I'm I'm not comfortable or well off or anything like that. But it is my full-time job. Wow. I, I mean, as, going back to what I was saying about, you know, when I start dating people and stuff like that on my, you know, I, I'm on um, Tinder. I've just gone back on Tinder. I've been on and off it for two years. Wow. Um, and and part of my profile says I, I'm a, I, my children's show. Uh, I'm a children's writer. and That's yeah. right. So a lot of people think, oh, children's novels or books or something. And I say, oh no, it, this is what it is. It's for holiday parks and theme oh, parks. Brilliant. And, like that. and so I get to go all over the world and, and, and what have you. And, um, every now and then I get, you know, I get to travel to sort of some faraway places and, and go and train up people to dance around like a, a you know, a six foot tall talking fox. Or so something
2: where have, where have you been then?
0: Um, Ireland. I've been, there's a company over in Cork in Ireland. Yeah. I've, I've got to go over there.
2: It's not the most exo- exotic place, Mark. I thought you were going to throw in something like Abu Dhabi or something.
0: And I just... Well, I, this is it. I am in talks with people in Dubai for a wow. new... Uh, no, not Dubai. Doha, sorry. That's uh, Qatar, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, um, to do some stuff there, um, and then, uh, sort of another thing, I've just gone back to doing some performing, because yeah. I used to be a performer, as I say, I used to be a haven, mate, Yeah. so I've just, uh, spent most of June in Australia doing a pantomime, because it's their winter over there, yeah,
2: so. Yeah, oh, so, fantastic.
0: Yeah, so I've just done uh, Peter Pan over on the Gold Coast for three weeks in June.
2: Wowzers! Um, Tell me about Tinder, you sly dog, because <laughs> I, I, um, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by this, and I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. At the, I'm kind of curious, not fast I'm curious about people's marriages coming to an end, but then, yeah. but then, the, 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 the Tinder, um, because. That wasn't was you know if anything had been around like that when I was dating flipping heck man it would have been a mess. Well, this is it. <laughs> it would
0: have been yeah. awful. In two thousand and three, when uh, so t- early two thousand and four, when I met my ex-wife, anybody who did online dating then was kind of seen as a bit uh, weird, weren't I was, uh, they? Uh, weren't
2: they? they, were, they were, I remember do, I remember doing phone-ins. Uh, you know, people who do online dating perverts. It was that. Yeah. It was that kind of thing, definitely.
0: And I remember a sketch on uh, Bottom, Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson's Bottom, where. Yeah. They filmed um, a kind of, you know, a video online dating type thing, a very early thing, and it was even made out in something like that that they were the complete perverts and abnormal sort of people for doing it. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, becoming um, single three and a half years ago, having d- this huge change in the dating scene in the sort of ten years since I'd met my wife. Yes. Um, was was just? Yeah. It was. Is Tinder not just for shagging? Well, I. I do you Know what? I'll be absolutely honest with you. Um, so I joined Tinder a year after um, I became single, so I tried Match.com first of all. Yeah, so that it was on the night she moved out in March. Yeah. Um, I that night I was like, right, I'm gonna show you, and yeah, I joined, yeah, you joined the, match.com the that night very night. The night she moved out, wowzers, yeah. Um, and so I joined it that night, um, and it was one of these uh buy three months and get an extra three months. Three, you yeah. know, you get six months. Um, within about three weeks, uh, and having been on the first couple of dates, I made a note in my diary: cancel
2: Matt <laughs> Without <laughs> ruining anybody's it. confidences, is what, what? Why? What was? What? What? What was so wrong with the the women that you met? Do you know what? It wasn't the
0: women. That, now I can look back now, and I can say. It wasn't the women that I met, and it wasn't Match.com or any other of those dating sites. At that time, it was me. It was two months after we'd split up. At that time, I thought, you know, well, these are all similar-aged women, because obviously actually there is a quick to quickly tell you this story I did meet a girl she was 28 as I say I was at the time 41 Wowzers! met her in a bar uh, or it was in one of these holiday parks she was working on one of the holiday (laughs) parks I'd been there to see one of the shows or something we were chatting afterwards and she was like being the old the the archetypal shoulder to cry on Um, and so She said, you know what you want to do? You want to, you know, and I told her the whole story and she said, what you want to do is just, let's go to a club. Let's dance your cares away. And as she said that, I started singing the Fraggle Rocks uh, theme (laughs) tune. (laughs) (laughs) She she went, you know what? We want to go to a club and dance your cares away. And I went, where is for another day? day, Let the music play. play. And I added the claps as well. Yeah, of course. And she looked at me as if I'd, well, I wouldn't like to say, you know, what I'd just done in front of her or something. But... um, uh, yeah, and it was at that moment I realised, yeah, I don't think the younger girl <laughs> is going to be the one for me. I think I need to stick around my own, she own age. She
2: didn't, know fraggle rock.
0: Oh,
3: man,
2: we're old. At, she was 28. Yeah. It wasn't like she was, like,
0: 19 yeah. or something yep, like that. Yep, yep. So, anyway, um, yeah, I decided to go, obviously, for women around my own age, sort of five years either, sort of side of it, Um okay. And I tended to find at that age a lot of the women who were on these sites had been wronged by their husband, be it from an affair with a younger woman or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And so they were looking for their next life partner, Oy. you know. And, and I'm, I I feel really bad and shallow saying it, but it was like a, you know, a, he's a nice bloke who's, you know, he's he, he can talk. He, you know, I've got my own hair and teeth and stuff like
3: he'll that. He'll do. He'll do. He, he'll he's going to be my next
0: life partner. Um... And and it was a lot like that. And it was like, well, let's just, let's just wait and see how this goes. Let's yes. just try, um, you know, two or three dates first. But, yeah, I had one lady tell me she was uh, falling in love with me after the second date.
2: Oy and I'm not saying
0: any of this because it's like I'm some super cat or anything like that. I really don't, you know. But, as I say, now I look back and I think, yeah, I just totally wasn't ready for that. And, of course, I was obviously... Uh, responding to their sort of questions and listening to them and being all thoughtful because I was, like, you know, fresh out of the conversations of, you know, we just don't communicate well anymore between my ex-wife and I. So, of course, the first time you go out dating, you start, oh, yes, I'm really paying absolute (laughs) attention to every single word you say. Wow. That,
2: that, that, um... This isn't a judgment uh, uh, at all. I, I, I'm partly imagines it's unusual mm-hmm. for for the first night um that you know. I, I would imagine the first night that someone moves out of the house yeah. that the person who who is left or the person who has moved out is a, is in their bed crying, going, "Oh God, why me? Why? Why?" You know. Um uh, uh, But to to go on to to a, to a dating site that was a that was two fingers up to your missus, was it?
0: Um. Yes and no, I mean, you know, I I just think it was one of those things of, she's gone, Um, so I was there, I had my girls, I'd taken them out for the day so they didn't see her moving all the stuff out and what have you, Um, and we'd got back in quite late at night, um, and I was like, right. I'm, I'm just going to do that you know you might not want me but from what i've heard from other sort of you know in the previous two months of from other single friends and stuff like that mm. you know there, <laughs> there's a market out there for you know uh, mid 40s or early 40s as i was then blokes with their own teeth and hair and that can string a sentence
2: together you, you know and, and, um again this might be too intimate you didn't date any of the mums on the school run did you uh, no, I didn't. Okay, think. good, good, good. I believe they call that, I'm going to f- rephrase it slightly, crapping on your own doorstep. That's, yeah, I, I, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. No,
0: there, no, there's, I, I did, I think I put a sort of joke out on sort of Facebook or something like that saying, you know, there, there should be some kind of app or, or something where you can log in and say, this is a school I'm at and I'm a single parent. Because yeah. you do find out yeah. who the other single parents are really quickly. If you didn't know at the time. Yeah. All of a sudden, other sort of parents would come up and go, "Oh, so and so single," and you're like, "Really? I didn't know that." But as you say, you know, dirtying your own footste- uh, doorstep is, is probably not the best thing. Um,
2: uh, we, I'm going light- to I will lighten this up before we end. I'm not going to let us end on, on, on you know, because it is quite heavy and down. I don't want to. I don't want you to leave on a down and up. But I'm going to ask you one more kind of heavy question, then we'll move sure. it around a bit. Um, the, 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 the girls when they first came home. Yeah. That you say you brought them home late that first night but the next morning when they woke up where's mum you know was was was, was, was how were they that must have been awful for them and it must have been awful for you as well you know because we want to protect our kids from yeah, everything sure. in the world whether it's you know bad people out there or you know in inverted commas the failure of our relationships.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think because They could see that we uh, had got on very well, you know, from day one. And, you know, any times we'd sort of had a disagreement, you know, subsequently to her saying she didn't want to be married anymore. um, We made sure that any conversations like that were absolutely done after they were in bed or anything like that. But to be absolutely honest, I don't really remember it. I don't remember a great deal about that next morning. Yeah, I bet. Um, I was too busy lining them up on Matchdog. <laughs> <you know>?
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: No, uh, I, I genuinely don't remember what the reactions were that next morning. And, and I, I know I would have done if they had been extreme in any way of like you know of confusion mm. or or distress or anything like that. But I think we'd, and I still think we continue to handle it very very well. I hear stories, especially if I'm you know if I do date anybody now, they do tend to be single parents um, themselves, obviously, um, and and you hear stories about their ex and the the. the the relationship they have with their ex-partner and the children and the the handovers and things like that. I've, I've been very very lucky that that we have kept it all amicable yeah. and um, and and long with may it do so because you know it, it will only help the girls yeah. in the long run and it will help me and it will help my my ex as
2: well. So. Um. Tinder, eh? You sly dog. I yeah. mean, is is this the reason you're not on Twitter very much? Because how does it work? Do you get pings when people? Because p- they, they swipe one way to say no, and then they swipe another way to to say yes. Is that, yeah. that's
0: right. Yeah. So uh, I started saying that I didn't join it until a year after I was single because I'd heard the rumours and and the the sort of you know the general uh, uh, public opinion that it was a bit of a, a meat market, really. Yeah. And it had been a year, and I was like, well, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. You know. Um, so I joined it there. But I have to say, yeah. in the sort of, you know, it's coming up, it'll be three years in, uh, on Boxing Day. It was when I, I joined it. Uh, th- um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on, man. What a Christmas that was. Wow. Well, exactly.
0: First <laughs> Christmas is an unmarried marriage. Yeah. Single man, and I have the kids on Boxing uh, on Christmas Day, and then she has them on Boxing Day. I'm saying, what else you
2: going to do? What else you going to do? What else you going to do? You're going to go. I'm
0: feeling a bit lonely. I've heard there's a phone app that you don't even have to pay for. That was quite attractive at the time, Um, and that you can meet people, um, you know, but just by sitting there watching the the repeats of Morecambe and Wise uh, or whatever. So yeah, that's what I did, but. As I say, I've met lots of lovely people. Yeah, I've got sort of dating stories and stuff like that, but I've got some really good friends because sometimes you, you meet these people on Tinder and you eventually swap numbers after a day or two and, and you start chatting on WhatsApp and you might call them. But until you actually meet them face-to-face, you just don't know whether that that chemistry is there, that undescribable, you know, that, yeah, yeah. that element it, it just might not be there. And yet you've met this person and you kind of know so much about them and you know you get on so well. So I've, I've made some really, really good, strong friendships, uh, you know, females, obviously yeah. uh, from, from being on Tinder. So, and then you have that period where you go, right, I've had enough of this now. It's so shallow. It's like a glorified game of snap, are they going to swipe the same way as me and, and what have you. So, and then I delete it for like five, six months and then I'll go back on it for a yeah. couple of months. So.
2: Um, uh, it, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds, um, uh, and do, do you have you introduced any of the women to the girls? Um, I, I've only introduced one woman
0: that was somebody I was working with last Christmas, um, that that, that they knew anyway. <laughs> She'd been on a, a talent competition on TV that's quite okay, big. uh, and, um, yeah, and I was just working with her through the, the sort of work that I do, um. And so they they knew this person from that TV Is show. Is it Stacy
2: Solomon? No, no. Oh, no. okay. All right, I won't, I won't. do any more guessing. No, nah. Stacy Solomon.
0: No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they 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 already knew her um, as in that they'd come to see the the thing that I was working on okay, with, with yeah. her. So they knew her, and then they sort of put two and two together. So they met her, but it it wasn't a long lasting thing. It wasn't like they were as introduced to her as my daddy's new girlfriend mm. or anything like that. So no, not really. But they know that I'm. I'm looking for someone, and I think they'd be happier, as happy as anything, yeah. if I were to to find someone. Yeah, you know, and it would enhance their life as well because they know that I'm not just going to settle for somebody that's almost perfect. I, I still, I don't think I'm too old to feel their butterflies, and you know, I just, don't, I don't want to settle for something that's, that's
2: that's so close but not quite. You know, conversations about periods and stuff with your girls. Yeah, how are you how are you feeling about that? I'll be, I, I think I'll be fine about that. I.
0: I've already had conversations with them, not about that, but uh, things like racism and things, yeah. and uh, because they all see it, that came up from watching the film Hairspray. Yeah, um, but, you know, and they deal with the, the, the race.
2: And, I, the I would hair. suggest yeah. racism is easier to deal with yeah. in terms of a dad talking to his two young girls than periods. I would, yeah, have, yeah, I would have thought, but
0: even even uh, things like sexuality and stuff. You yep. know, they, they've spoke to me about what lesbians are and and mm. things like that. So. I'd like to think, I don't want to try and sound like an old hippie, yeah, I'm one of those cool dads, you can talk to me about anything, girls. But, I'd, you know, and especially these days with the internet, I can Google and see what's the best way to deal with this. Mum's net. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, it's all there. Um, So, so yeah, I would like to think that I'll be, if not well equipped, because you never know what kids are going to say, do you, you know, um, but if, if they ask a question that i can't answer then i'll say i'll come back to you about that later let me have a look and let me find out and then i'll, I'll, I'll we can explore it
2: together i, I know that sounds really hippie-ish no but, it's, yeah. it's not it's good i love it i mean with two boys obviously it's slightly easier but i love it when my boys come up with questions about willies and and yeah. girls and, and where, i mean a few months ago where do babies come from? where do babies come from And i was like froze i thought well i might as well tell them and yeah. so i told them where babies come from and um it was in the car and, yeah. um, they jumped out of the car and to, to, go and see their mum. And my youngest went, mummy, um, babies, uh, growing your stomach and they, uh, uh, they, uh, come out of the end of your willy and, uh, they, uh, man's willy and they grow in your stomach and then they come out of your for China. And he kept calling it a for China. Yeah. For ages, a for China. Um, and, and it's like, yeah, you know, and I know it's, 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 um, what, what, what show are you working on at the moment? What's, what, 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 um, projects have you got?
0: Uh, so I've just, as I said, just come back from Australia, yep. and a fella saw me in the show out there, and he a fella? promotes uh, he promotes shows in um, Hong Kong and China oh, to the expat. Mate, get me in there! Uh, yeah, well, I, well so one of the things I, I used to do pantomime years ago. I kind of retired about five years ago from yep. all the performing and what have you, uh, with the depression. And then once the divorce came along and everything, I did just I I just grew out of love with it. you Yeah, know? yeah. Um, but, yeah, I kind of fell back into, in, into it by accident last year. Um, and, but before that, I used to do um, stand-up comedy for children. Uh-oh. Oh, um, for kids, really? Yeah. Oh, and- mate. So it was literally a, 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 like a proper stand-up yeah. show. Yeah. Because some people said, oh, what, has it got, like, custard pies or balloon modelling and stuff like No, th- it was me with a microphone talking about subjects that kids could really... I've sort, seen it. I've seen know. people do it. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I used to do that because I used to do pantomime at the Beck Theatre. I did that in, in Hayes for five years.
2: I did a wonderful performance at the age of 15 years old at the Beck Theatre oh. of um, a Brecht play when I was oh, in school right. oh yeah what what a thrill that was but anyway I remember backstage me and my friend Wayne were trying to um, bend spoons with our mind oh, right. but we were actually really trying to bend spoons with our mind we weren't pretending we were just there anyway go yeah.
0: on but yeah so I I did sort of five years there doing the panto and, and sort of worked my way up the bill and stuff like that and became known in like Huxbridge Gazette as Hayes' favourite funny man yeah <laughs> yeah you know you. Uh, uh, on my CV um but um yes yeah, so i used to do that that would finish early january and then at february sort of half term time i would do my new hour-long, hour-and-ten-minute-long stand-up comedy show because I'd sell it off the back of the pantomime and yeah. fill the theatre up. And I love doing it because, it, you know, I just... Uh, uh, kids are a great audience because they, they haven't learned to be polite and clap at the right places, yeah. even if they think it's rubbish.
2: Oh, and if you're boring, not only
0: will they tell you, they'll get up and walk get, away. Oh, exactly, they'll go and do something else yeah. within that sort of the confines of the auditorium. So, um, yeah, so um, the, a fella came to see the show out in Australia and got in touch with me on Twitter whilst I was still out there, and we had a chat, and he said he he puts these adult shows on over in All Hong right. Kong and China right. for the expats. He said, bit. would I like to go over there and do my my kids' comedy show? So, yeah, I, I, I'm hopefully going to be doing some of that.
2: Mark, for goodness sakes, man, get me get me a gig doing pantomime in Hong Kong. Please, <laughs> please, let me ditch this nonsense. Let me come and do pantomime in Hong Kong. All right. Well, I've got Liverpool first at Christmas, then, then you know. I would love to do pantomime. Those guys get paid a fortune, don't they? Well, yeah, but not
0: the, uh, as they, as we're called, the fabulous supporting car. So, okay, Brian <laughs> Conley plus fabulous supporting oh,
2: car. Oh, I don't know. Mark, we're out of time, man. I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much for being so open and sharing all that stuff with us. No problem at all. I'm
0: hoping to come along on Sunday if you're still having your game. In-
2: oh, well remembered, yeah, the game of tag on Sunday, this this Sunday. Yes, we're doing it, we're doing it. Come along and it will be nice to shake your hand. Yeah, and yours. Cheers, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks very much. very much. Cheers, bye-bye. There we go. Uh, uh, mark down. Yeah, ha- tag, had, it we we'll talk about that tomorrow um there we go we've got anyone lined up for the next hour we don't have anyone lined up for the next hour so we've got another hour to fill i really enjoyed that thank you mark um and thank you for being so open you don't have to be as open as mark you don't have to be as uh, it, it, we don't have to delve as intimately as we did with mark it's entirely up to you where the conversation goes you know you reveal as much or as little as you want um so 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number Who wants to be next? Talk Radio. I enjoyed that. Another hour to go. Um, uh, Lots of phone calls coming through. So if Kath doesn't answer you immediately, uh, then don't worry. And if, if she doesn't put you through for the hour, don't take it personally, Okay? We're looking for something different and something a little bit unusual. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. This is Talk Radio
0: across the uk online
1: and on dab he has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking Good evening, dear listener, Ian Lee,
2: the late-night alternative on Talk Radio. It's a bank holiday, and we try and do something a little bit different on bank holidays. Is this the last bank holiday of the year? You don't get bank holidays in September, October. That simply doesn't happen. But we like to do something a little bit different on bank holidays, partly because, well, it's, it's a different audience listening. Yeah, but a lot of the regular listeners... No, notice I'm saying the word listeners, not callers. A lot of the regular listeners will have gone away and won't be listening, or maybe they got family over or whatever. And uh, there'll be a lot of new people who find themselves at home with a computer or a DAB radio flicking through and they, they stumble on us. Welcome. The show isn't normally like this. It's normally, um, uh, well, it's normally a little of old nonsense, if I'm completely honest. But tonight we are, we, we are kicking around a theme that we've used before. Um, hats off, as always, to the beautiful Anonymous team, a great podcast, um, and we've kind of cribbed it a bit. Uh, it was an idea I sort of had floating around, but I couldn't quite work out how to do it. And so listening to Beautiful Anonymous gave me the confidence to push it and do something with it. Um, and we, I speak to one caller per hour for the three hours of the show. We've had loads of people phone up for this hour, um, but none of those people have tickled Catherine's fancy. Um, and what a delightful fancy it is, too. But none of none of them have. So, don't, and please, please don't take it personally. It doesn't mean you're boring. It doesn't mean um, that uh, we, we, we've got a grudge. It's none of those things. It's just Kath Cath is looking for a vibe, and I can't be any more specific than that because if I start being too specific, then then the magic goes out of the room. So she's just looking for for someone that's got a specific vibe and 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 if you've spoken to her then uh uh, apologies that it it isn't you and you know there is a 0344 Four nine nine one thousand. By the way, you'll speak to Kath. You don't have to do an audition. You don't have to say I want to talk about my mental health or I want to. Here's here's where the challenge is for me. Right? I genuinely believe, and I've said this before, and I've said this here when I've given talks about radio at, at colleges and universities and schools and to, to 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 radio industry people. I genuinely believe that everyone has got at least one story in them i think we've all got more i think we've all got more and so the challenge for me is to kind of find out what your story is and and tease it out and if we don't well we've had an hour in each other's um company and 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 if we do well then that's good as well there's no trick questions i'm not out to um to catch you out i'm not here to to um you know to for you to reveal any um secrets or anything that you don't want to reveal i can't cut you off um until the show ends you can hang up anytime you want So we'll give it a few more minutes and I can see people calling in. Um, uh, uh, and if we don't, if we don't get someone, if we don't capture some duende, duende, am I using that word in the right context? If we don't get some duende, um, then, then we'll do something different. And that's fine as well. That's fine as well. We've had two really, really good, good calls. I enjoy both of those for completely different reasons um so we'll see uh, here's the phone number 0344 499, 0344 499 you'll talk to Catherine, and trust me she will know um from hello whether you've got it she will because she's been doing this job longer than me i think you've been doing it longer than me yeah 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 so um so she will know her her uh uh, radar is um is is sharper than mine um when it comes to these things if we don't get someone we'll do something um a little bit different and i've got a feeling that we might do something a little bit i'll tell you what let's give it till till let's give it till the next ad break so six seven eight minutes or so and 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 if you've not found someone Catherine. Give me the sig- the signal, which of course is the finger across the throat, <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll do something a little bit different. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, 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 the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we can chat about anything. I did. Um, I had something I was going to say and I've forgotten it it'll come to me it'll come to me we did um n- now that big brother has finished and i got sucked into big brother oh by the way paul Denan. i will i'll phone paul denan up tomorrow phone him up tomorrow paul's gonna come on the show at some point hopefully and um i i love paul denan he's nuts he I'll tell you what paul denan is right he's like an excitable puppy and who doesn't love an excitable puppy I don't mean he wheezes everywhere, although that's a possibility with Dangerous Dan. He, he is, um... And I don't... We're not close friends. I don't know him particularly well. I've I've, I've had reason to be in his company a few times. He's such a good-hearted bloke. He's such... So, well, forget whatever you saw on Big Brother and all of that. He's such a nice bloke. And, um... Despite not knowing him very well, I, I gave him my phone number years ago. And, um... He would often text me or phone me up just to check in to see how I was doing. And, uh, do you know, what? I, I didn't really phone him back because I'm terrible at phoning people back. But he's just a really nice bloke. So we'll get Paul Dinan on the show. But now that Big Brother has finished, um, I, I, I'm at a loss. At nine o'clock, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to watch. Now that cat's back we're back we're diving straight back into the naked and afraid XL season three Hey, man alive it's great they're dropping like flies <laughs> they're dropping like flies, but we watched this program tonight, and uh, first of all, I thought it was going to be a series, but it must just be a one off um I should have been hosting it uh, it was on channel five nine o'clock George lamb, and it was they put f- four people, including George lamb, in to um solitary confinement so basically they had these uh sort of porter cabins and they were going to be locked in it for five days right and they could buzz a button to get out and if they buzz the button they were out and that was it it was game over right and i was thinking well this looks like fun but looks easy okay One woman buzzed out after four hours and 45 minutes, less than five hours she lasted and she buzzed out. It was incredible. George Lamb buzzed out after 23 hours. Here's the thing, right? You were allowed to take stuff in. You you could take, not, you could take three things, I think. Um, so George had some cards. The bloke had a picture of his girlfriend and I think he went proper. I think he went nuts, um, and another girl took in like pen and paper and paints. So she had five hours of uh, five days, sorry, of pen of, of, of painting and writing. Oh God, get me in there with a pen and paper, and I'd be I'd be over the moon. You have five days of sat in a room on my own, love it. I would love it. Let's go to Canterbury and Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello there. How are you doing?
4: I'm all right, thank you very much.
2: Uh, um, you've you've called in. You're going to stick with us until one o'clock, if that's all right.
4: I will. I will keep the matchsticks going. Yeah. Yeah, we Fine.
2: go. Um, we haven't spoken before, have we, Sarah?
4: I don't believe so. No. Okay. Um, how
2: long you been listening to the show for?
4: Um, about an hour and a half, something like that. You've never listened before? Never, sorry. Have you not? Sorry. No, no,
2: don't apologise. I I, 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 what, how come you're listening tonight? Um,
4: we've got a mutual acquaintance.
2: Uh-oh. That always, okay. um, that always okay. fills me
4: with dread. <laughs> and I've just been talking to Mark.
2: Yeah.
4: Who, who's, uh, somebody that... I've come across recently in our dating exploit. Oh. Yeah.
2: You've come across Mark, have
4: you? I have. Yeah. Um It's very nice. It's not a it's not a thunderous uh, <laughs> call. <It's laughs> I just was just say. That, that
2: guy got me pregnant <laughs> and <laughs> uh one? he Is has not re- <laughs> he's not returned my calls and can you give me can you get him on that dirty dog? <laughs> um no, so he's you've, not that bad at all. You've been out on a date with Mark? Yeah, we've been on a couple of dates actually. Wow. Are you caught, are you are you are you courting at the moment or is that it was a no, couple of dates? No, courting,
4: that's a real question, isn't it? No, oh. we're not courting. I'm not courting anyone. No. No. How come
2: you find yourself um single in your early 40s?
4: I'm actually 39.
2: Well, oh, I, yeah. I, was think, I was thinking 41, so
4: I, I shouldn't... <laughs> oh, okay, so I sound older than that. So yeah.
2: Okay, Well, only about two um, years. How, how come I've, you find yourself single at 39?
4: I've been single for six years. My um, ex-husband walked out, when my kids were five and three, six years ago, and um, I've just been busy trying to bring them up on my own. Yeah, I bet. Them away and trying to make ends meet, etc., etc. Which sounds a bit miserable, but it's not finding time to sort of have my own life because i've got two little lives that i'm responsible
2: well for. here's the question I, I did want to ask mark and we ran out of time but i i honestly i mean the 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 few days when i have the kids on my own right very infrequently mm-hmm. but something like here, there's no i couldn't even begin to comprehend fitting in going out on a date, I can't, even, I can't even watch one episode of a TV programme, because either they disturb me, or I'm so tired when they've gone to bed, I watch 20 minutes and think, oh, stuff that, I'm going, I'm going to bed.
4: Yeah, that's it, you've got to factor in sort of 23 days in advance, and then uh, <laughs> pay out for a babysitter, and then think, bloody hell, I've just paid out 25 quid for the babysitter, it'd better be a good night. Is that, that how much a babysitter
2: is these days?
4: Well, it's £5 an hour, isn't it? Flipping heck, is it? I mean, that, it could be more. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, we, we oh, God almighty, I've not used a babysitter for ages. We just, we just leave them at home. I'm joking. Yes, thank I'm thanks. joking. Um, so, <laughs> um, well, I, well, Sarah, then I, I don't know if you know how this is going to work then. We'll just sit and chat. And if I ask anything you don't want to answer, you tell me to jog on, and I will, and that's fine. But we'll just okay. kind of have a a, a conversation. So, how did, did you. Are you on Tinder as well then?
4: No, no, no. We've got a mutual friend, actually. Uh oh. That introduced us was, online, so it, I suppose you could say it was an internet thing. Okay, it wasn't It wasn't a blind... Do people still do blind dates? I don't think so. Not with the internet, because you can see pictures yeah. of stalking, talking, don't you? And you yeah. look at their profile and find out about their past and where they live and what they do. It's all a little bit... <sighs> odd, oh, I hadn't
2: it? thought of that. You can't get someone's name and just type it in and see what comes up. I, I, must, I, I suppose that's that's common practice to do that.
4: Yeah, yeah, do a Google search, find <laughs> out what they, know, where they live, what they've done.
2: I hadn't even thought of that. And, and I suppose, I suppose as well, particularly if you've got kids, you know, it, it, it's a sensible thing to do in terms of safety. You want to make sure you're not going out with someone who's just got out of prison for a load of murders.
4: Well, yeah, you know, it is worth finding out those facts, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Don't give out the address on the first date anyway. No, I suppose not. Um, well, without without, and you're still friends with Mark. You still talk to Mark. But yeah, we, we yeah. Like you he said, he's made friends with lots of people, but he's he's not sort of committed to anything. Right, I, but it's, it, there's no antagonism at all. It's just I was listening to him and thought, you know what? I might give him a little ring from the other you know point of view. Single mum with. Kids and were you listening
2: because he told you he, he told you to listen?
4: He put something on Twitter. Oh right, okay. He put something on Twitter, and can't um, kind of We're still in touch now and again. Yeah, I think much, but you know, it's. Uh, well,
2: you're following him on Twitter. That's that's I believe is a good thing. Wow, well, it was Facebook actually. Oh right, okay. doesn't okay. um, yeah, Listen, Twitter. I don't want to ruin any confidences, Mark, but what what? Why was it only two dates?
4: He said he wasn't ready.
2: Oh, that
4: line he wasn't ready. So I've been single six years, which is quite a long time.
3: Yeah.
4: Best part of my thirties has been sort of spent bringing up kids, and I've been on the back burner myself. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. A mutual friend was like, we did like this online. Um. She does this advice page, and let's find love for Mark. And and we'd gone out on this date, and it all oh, was looking really promising. And then he just said, "I'm not ready." I'm, yeah. um, you know. Do
2: you buy that? No.
4: Just fair enough. But, um, Did you buy that line? Um, I, yeah, yes and no. I was, I was a bit peeved to hear these back on Tinder.
3: <laughs> I bet.
4: You know, if you're not ready, you're not ready. But, um, there you go. I suppose you can't sit at home
2: doing nothing, can you? It's, um, I've always found it very difficult to end a relationship with someone that isn't that isn't happening you know sometimes you know early on that it isn't happening sometimes it can be six months into it that you go actually this is not what i was was hoping for um and i've uh, one of my great weak points sarah is is ending it and and i'm I'm, i must admit in my younger days and i I, i'm embarrassed to say it but i'll say it full disclosure i would act like a dick so that the girl (laughs) would finish with me
4: yeah, my ex-husband did that actually. Really? Yeah. Looked the waitress up and down and gave her a, you know, it oh. look to try and get me to finish with him, so he didn't have to do it.
2: Oh no, that's not yeah, fair.
4: Yeah, remember it well. The first date we went on when we were oh, what, twelve years ago? It was a restaurant in Bournemouth, and uh, we went back as I was stupidly trying to salvage the relationship. Yeah. And um, yeah, just within in this restaurant, same restaurant. She came up to take her order and literally just looked her up and down to try and make me, you know,
2: Have you a bit more count. Have you, can you turn the radio off in the background? Yes. Because there's a delay and it's just, it's it's confusing me because it's late at night okay. and I'm an old you man. There we oh, go. I know, I
3: know.
4: There we go. I'm okay. not used
2: to awake at this time of night. <laughs> no, well, God, this is my job, you know, it's a ridiculous oh, time of night. Um, um, oh, that's low, that's mean.
4: Oh, there was lots of nastiness. There still is now, unfortunately. Is there really? Yeah, he married the girl he had an affair with, and um, she's got a real hang-up about me. It's very, very nasty and manipulative. And
2: you simple. mentioned earlier on that you're, you're you know, uh, I can't remember the exact phrase, it was something along the lines of, of you know, making ends meet. Um, is, is Does he not help out financially
4: or with the kids? Well, if 30 quid a week is helping out, um, then I get 30 quid a week. Wow, that's great. That- per child, I mean, you know, goes a long way. Um, I suppose that covers school dinners and a bit of petrol. Uh, but you also left me £20,000 in debt, mm. which took me best part of five years to get out. How come he left you in debt? Uh, Because he didn't have any credit rating, so when we took out a loan to repay credit cards and overdrafts, it was just taken out in my name. Um, And he walked out three weeks later and left me with a massive debt,
2: which he now denies the existence of. That's a shitty thing to do.
4: Very much so, yeah. Yeah, And still has the audacity to sort of, you know, oh, she's always on about money. You know, tut-tut. It's like, well, (laughs) yeah. Funnily enough, you do need a certain amount to sort of bring two children up. Does he see the kids? Yeah. Every other week, they're with him now. Every other weekend, half the holidays. Um,
2: And is he he a good dad when he's with them?
4: um, He's loving. Yeah. He loves the girls, but when it comes to sort of... um, more grown-up responsible type things he, he washes his hands a bit, do it, and that's my responsibility
3: mm. you know,
4: pass them on to mother she'll sort it out but you know i'm trying to work i'm on my own so i'm trying to earn enough to keep a house over here because we you know we, we we weren't we didn't own a house um so i've had to sort of claw it back and we've been renting as you know, renting goes up. We're paying like eight fifty for a two bedroom flat at the moment.
2: Oh man, um, renting is incredibly expensive, and it it,
4: it's mad, it yeah. does
2: feel like just you're throwing, you're throwing money down a pit because you, you you've got nothing to show at the end of it.
4: Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that, and um I have up until now just been working, just been working, uh, sort of twenty two hours a week or something like that, and then. Picking the kids up from school and doing all that running about, but because of the situation, I've had to go back to work full time in September as a teacher. Um, so that's going to be eight till five every day. So I won't be able to do any of the mummy stuff. Um, but that's just the sacrifice we've got to make, really.
2: Um, how are you doing? You sound um, uh, you sound pissed off and you sound um, stressed. <laughs> I don't know if that's an
4: accurate reading. That's a pretty accurate reading. My voice is all right this afternoon, this evening, but I've um, been suffering with something called, um, uh, what's it called muscle tension dysphonia for the last nine months. Now,
2: is that when your face freezes?
4: No, no, that's basically all the muscles around my vocal tract and my throat it just tense up and my chest. So I almost don't have a voice.
2: Oh, the phonia, of course. Of course. Uh, uh, yeah, dysphonia. Um, yeah, which is oh, a pain when you're a
4: teacher and a singer. So, I, you know, I used to perform and earn a few grand a year doing that, but I haven't been able to do hang, that. Hang on a minute,
2: hang on a minute. You're a singer. What what, what
4: were you singing? Um, I used to work abroad as an entertainer, so I used to sort of do cabaret shows. And, but since I came back, it's been more sort of pubs, clubs.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: the music festivals, that
2: sort of thing. I, I miss. I wish we still had cabaret in this country. I'd love. To, I'd love to go. To um to go somewhere for a meal, and you sit down, and you're, you're everyone's talking and chitty chatting away, and then the lights go down, and there's a hush, and, uh, and a singer comes out and does a bit. And we we I don't we haven't
4: got that anymore over here, have well, we? I'm sure in deepest darkest Leicestershire or something, you still got your cabaret show with the meat raffle at half time, and <laughs> your old boy on the disco. <laughs> Putting his lights up, yeah, doing a bit of angels at the end of the night. That sort of thing still exists, because um, I used to accompany my my ex a lot of those sort of yeah. uh, gigs and that. But they do exist, but it's not as common, unfortunately.
2: What was your um? What was what was your song, Sarah? What was the one that when you did it, you knew you knew you were going to have the audience in the palm of your hand? Oh, um, probably
4: Delilah, I think. Really? Yeah. Song about yeah. murdering a woman. Yes, but. Of- domestic violence sorry that one is.
2: <laughs> it's a very um, very dark song
4: <laughs> it is actually isn't it i actually caught tom jones he was only uh across the way at canterbury Cricket club a couple of weeks ago oh is he, is he any good uh, yeah. still because he's i mean he's oh, an old God, fella he's amazing he's he's 77 is he really and he he tottered on you know he looked like he almost needed support to get on bless him yeah he didn't move very much he did a little bit of sort of hand on and on stomach and wiggling. But there wasn't a lot of movement. Let's be said, it what? took him five minutes to get off stage. The encore took a while.
2: My nan, uh, Nanny Peg, who's no longer with us, she used to love Tom Jones. Do women still chuck their knickers at him?
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. Dirty, There were a dirty. lot of knickers going up on stage. Dirty, Ooh, old, all man.
3: Sizes.
4: He's a dirty yeah, old man. He said dirty. Yeah, colours. <laughs> it was, yeah. And he sort of feigned sort of shock. Um, and did a tribute to his, his wife, who recently passed away. Yep, yep. A lot of people like, oh yeah, but he was a bit of a cheat. I
2: was about he? to say, well, if, if only his tribute had been um, living up to the marriage vows that he took with
4: Yeah, him. that kind of passed my mind, as I said to my friend, yeah, but he didn't, you know.
2: He you know he's got, a, he's got a nickname for his penis. Has he? He calls it Wendell. Wendell. Oh, girls, you want a bit of Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, famously, uh, she's a not a window jo- cleaner. <laughs> famously, uh, you, if you look, you go- Google that. If you ever go on a date, if you ever come across Tom Jones on Tinder, Google him. Uh, yes, Wendley used to call his his, uh, his Willie.
4: <laughs> <Wendled> the Wangle. <laughs> okay, I'll look that one up. Yeah, I, do. <laughs> I don't think he can wangle it very much
2: anymore. No, there'd be no wangling. Well, who mm. knows? Who knows? That man that is.
4: That was actually his, his parting song. Those were the days. Was it? That's a str- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was
2: a good gig. Anyway, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, Tom Jones, because cause Tom Jones was massive in the States. He he was... Oh, he did Las Vegas. And yeah, the only there. person that could, could draw a crowd almost as big as Elvis Presley in Las Vegas was Tom Jones.
4: Oh, he's, he's amazing. I mean, his voice is still fantastic. Yeah. It really is. And it was quite sad to see him sort of tottering on. But you
2: know, he's nearly eighty. For God's sake,
4: he's still up on stage doing it.
2: I mean, yeah. brilliant. Most of my, my regular listeners will know, but most of my musical heroes, Sarah, are, are, are groups from the sixties. So they're, they're all in their seventies now. So the number of times I've been well, to see men in their seventies doing a doing a concert and. um
4: and that's your excuse, and you're sticking to
2: it. That is my excuse, Sarah, and goddammit, I'm not <laughs> letting anybody... But, you know, you go and see the Beach Boys, and they're in... Well, there's only two original members, and they're in their 70s. It's, it's a strange oh, yeah. thing to think that... When I was a kid, and I'm sure when you were a kid, Sarah, 70 was like... Like fifty ancient. and sixty were yeah. ancient, so seventy was just you couldn't, you know, seventy hardly existed. But but to see people like that, you he say he's nearly eighty, going out and doing a concert. I bet he was on for bloody ages as
4: well. Yeah, he did a good 90, 90 minutes set, probably a bit longer. Actually. Yeah, amazing, absolutely brilliant. Um, so are you ca- are you
2: courting at the moment? Courting. That's Sorry, I phrase. keep using no. that. I do use that phrase. <laughs> are you seeing anyone? Are you dating? No.
4: No, no. I kind of had my fingers burnt, as
2: I said. With Mark? Uh, yeah. With Mark was, was your was your finger burning moment, was it?
4: Yeah. Well, I've had my fingers have been burnt many times. It's surprising I have still got fingers to be honest.
2: Singed, singed, singed but singed. loving.
4: Well, singed, but you know, it's been a, a six years. I've probably been on twenty dates. I'd say. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Nothing sticks. Well, I'll rephrase that one. Well, I'm not anybody. <laughs> Um, I've been more than three times.
2: And why Why not? I know this is an, an impossible question to answer, but I'm going to ask it. Why not, do you think? If
4: I, if I analyse it, which I have done and probably shouldn't, mm. I think it's um, guys these days are either threatened by an independent sort of woman that doesn't really need to rely on anyone, yeah. and or um, don't want to take on other people's children. It, are, they, it, uh, are they not aware of the children before they meet you? Um, it's on profiles. and I've done sort of intimate it's on the profile children at home. Um, but I, I met a lovely guy um, probably this time last year. we getting on really well, lots of chemistry. And then he said, how old are your kids? And oh. I said, they're 11 and 9. And I could just see him withdraw straight away. Oh, He's what a guy. shame. And then the next morning, sort of texted, said a lovely time. But I've been there and done that, and I um, completely respect that. Yeah. I mean, kids are in their sort of late teens, early twenties. Just didn't want to go back and do the whole child.
2: I, c- I was going to say well, he doesn't know what he's missing out on. But if he's been there, I, I, I can kind of. I, I guess I can no, kind I, of understand, understand that
4: point of view. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's just bit rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you get it. I mean, my dad took on um, a child when he married my mum and then went on to have two more. So I have this sort of, you know, rose-tinted glasses image that, oh, you know, even if you have got a child or two, there's some decent blokes out there that will just see for you and all that. I just think it's too complex for blokes these days. I think, nah, it's just a blotted page, isn't it? We'll move on and get a nice fresh sheet.
2: Oh, that's heartbreaking to hear you say that.
4: Well, it's not really, is it? It's, it's reality. I mean, <laughs> it would have been nice not to have been on my own for most of my 30s, but there we go.
2: Sarah, so, yeah. I I have to take a quick break, because we've got to play some adverts, um, and then I'll come straight back. Is that all right? OK. All right, lovely. No Shall uh, I hang on? You hang on. You don't go anywhere. We're going to play these adverts, and we'll come straight back. This is Talk Radio.
1: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee.
2: On Talk Radio. There we go. We're doing things slightly differently this evening. Normal service will resume tomorrow, um, but we're doing something we did once before. We've got three hours and we've got three callers. And the caller this hour is Sarah. Hello, Sarah.
4: Hello there. Um, what do you teach? Um, oh, I've done a few bits and bobs actually. Um, primary school. I'm back. I'm back to primary. But I've done um, English as a foreign language and GCSE at college.
2: It, a primary school because i about i told this story before but i should tell it again about eight maybe about 10 years ago no, about eight years ago eight nine years ago doesn't really matter um when uh, the, 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 the my career so to speak wasn't going particularly well and i wasn't working very much and I, the, what the work i was doing i was finding very very unsatisfying um mm. I looked at becoming a primary school teacher and, uh, yeah, I looked it up online and there was, um, there was, uh, a, there was, um, like an induction evening in a school near me one evening, um, well, obviously, and it was, it was for men. It was to get men in primary school teaching because there's a massive shortage, as I'm sure you're aware of, of, mm-hmm. of male mm-hmm. primary school teachers. Um, and I went and I thoroughly loved it and I got hooked and they said, um, your best bet is to get in touch with, uh, a school and see if you can go and sit in on for a couple of days and if you like that then you can apply for the so i got in touch with a school it was miles away i can't remember how i found out about it maybe they put me in touch and i got in touch with the headmaster who was a bloke and he said oh go, oh, come 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 and i got to spend a couple of days at this primary school sitting in the staff room with these teachers and um, sitting, helping out these kids in this club. And I loved it, Sarah. That bit's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that bit's fine. That, that's yeah. the fun bit. Um, but then, but then, um, um, I found out that we were having a baby. And then, um, I suddenly got offered a lot more work in this industry that was significantly more paid, better mm. paid than teaching. Teaching pays hardly anything. At that level
4: well, I mean, if you break it down to hour by hour, it's probably less than a minimum wage.
2: I bet it is I yeah. bet it is, so I made the decision not to, but it's something that when this this ends and it will end eventually uh it's it's it, it's my fallback plan is to go and do is to go and uh, be a primary school teacher um but but, but did you enjoy it, do you enjoy it?
4: Um, I've dipped in and out of it, actually, for about 10 years. Yeah. Um, I was work when I had, because my, my, my first daughter I had whilst I was pregnant do my GCSE, uh, do my, not GCSE, crikey, wow. PGCE.
3: Jeez, that would have been, uh, <laughs> something, else, yeah.
4: Um, and actually, um, it was on my first teaching placement I used to go home, breastfeed, and then go back to school. <laughs> I mean, Slippet. it was just an absolute nightmare. I looked back and think, how the Slippet hell did Slippet you do that?
3: Neck. Wow. And then I had
4: my second daughter in my NQT year, which is your newly qualified teaching year your first year of teaching
3: yeah
4: um again look back and think how the heck did you do it but i think that probably contributed to the breakdown of my marriage because i was just so into my job and yeah. the hours that you need to devote to it were just ridiculous it was sort of 60 hours a week um every evening i'd be marking planning etc and then you'd have your other stuff so if you were responsible for a subject you do your planning you do your leadership yeah Um, policies, etc. then on top of that, you know, you've got, are we going on trips? We've got to do parental consent. We've got to do risk assessments. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And it could take over your life if you let it. But isn't... But the
2: joy of shaping young children when they are at their most vulnerable and their most impressionable and their most wide-eyed... Was that not immensely rewarding?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's not quite as often as you'd like to think. A lot of it is just sort of crowd control. Um, and if you can actually get them to tell you what they've learnt in an hour, you're doing well. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be starting school in quite a sort of deprived area with a lot of social, emotional problems. So um, a lot of my teaching is going to be social work. Um, which I think I'm probably more equipped for because I've been teaching 10 years, I've got two kids of my own Mm -hmm. and I've been through a bit of rubbish stuff in my own life so I feel like I can sort of, you know, I can get down to them and appreciate where they're coming from where I think a lot of newly qualified or younger people or people that haven't had any sort of stuff going on might not be able to uh, appreciate and work with those sort of kids. So it's going to be softly, softly um uh,
2: how, old the, how old are the kids going to be how old are the kids going to be uh
4: they're going to be 10 11
2: okay yeah. yeah and my own
4: kids are going to be 10 and 12 see that's yeah 10 and 11 that's when uh,
2: um uh starting to become little sh1ts i guess in yeah. certain extent because I, I guess i was thinking maybe it was primary school maybe you know sort of five six seven the earlier end of it
4: yeah, I've done that as well. I've worked in pretty much every year group. But
2: that's magic. Five, six, seven, that's that's magical. And I know that... It can g-
4: be. It can be. You know, we do... You know, I remember doing the sort of phonics where you're pretending that ants are running up your arms and yeah. you're walking around like you've got elephant trunks and marching out the front yeah. and yeah. all that sort of stuff, which is great. And then you've got all the rubbish of senior management saying, make sure you're evidencing such and such. so you're evidence boards. Writing down, little Johnny it count to five, you know. Even the well, teachers have got to show things.
2: they're working out. Wow, that's crazy.
4: It's ridiculous. I mean, I doubt it's going to change because I've been out of primary school teaching for about three years because um, I've been doing college, so GCSE, a bit higher up. Um, so, yeah, it's back to primary, really, because that's the area of my experience and I couldn't find any work in secondary schools. <laughs> so that was a little... What do you do for fun? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't have a great deal of fun. Um, that's sad. I, I do find, you know, I'm on my own every other weekend, so I try to sort of plan a few things in, but it does sound a bit miserable, but I'm quite limited financially. Oh, no, of course, of
2: course, but 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 um, fun... Fun doesn't need to be expensive. I mean, fun can be reading a good book or watching a film on on the telly or um, going out for a a walk or, you you know, meditating. It can can be loads of different
4: things. Yeah, I mean, just because of this voice problem I've had, I've had quite a lot of um, therapy, voice therapy, and she's just said, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to meditate. You've got to go swimming. You've got to have time to yourself. You've got to... You know, do all these things that a lot of people just sort of take for granted, but trying to fit into your day-to-day when you've got two kids yep. and your life sort of revolves around them. Um, you've got to plan these things in, and I haven't really been doing Remind it. Remind me how old they are. Um, one's nearly 12, one's nearly 10. Right.
2: You can fit in a little, you can fit in a cheeky little 10-minute meditation. Okay. Do you ever meditate?
4: Yeah, I've got there I've downloaded something, and I've sort of sit there with my finger and thumb together at the end of the bed, that sort of thing. Oh, I love it.
2: I love yeah. it, and I don't do it enough, but but at that age, you can say, right, listen, I'm going upstairs for 20 minutes, um, don't, just, you know, unless the house is burning yeah. down, do not come and disturb me.
4: Yeah, they're not bad, they're, they're kind of appreciating the fact that I need a life as well as them. <laughs> so we're getting there, we're coming out of it, um, yeah, six years was pretty tough, but they're a bit older now, so we're getting somewhere.
2: Getting somewhere, where are you getting?
4: Well, I don't know, I mean I am quite I am apprehensive about going back full time I've got to say. I, I it's, bet. Um, you know, if what, I why are you
2: apprehensive about it? What 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 worries you?
4: It's the it's the emotional energy.
2: Yeah. Really.
4: I've got to spread that between the kids I teach, my own children and me. Um and it's quite difficult and to run a household and to cope with all the sort of day to day stuff, you know, things going wrong in the car and Whatever, I mean, I've just got to do it because we're um, moving into a home which is shared ownership, so I'm having a mortgage for the first time in my I, life. Oh, that's... Um, nine years of age. Well, I, <laughs> that's
2: that's something to, A, be excited about and, B, put a lot more pressure on your
4: shoulders, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really screwed if I mess this one up, yeah. But it's it's good pressure, I suppose. Um, well. But, you know, keep looking forward to having a room each and I'm just looking forward to... Having somewhere that I can call home, and I haven't got to think about letting agents and whether I can put things on the wall and if I can paint.
2: Oh God, that I've whole nonsense! And how long's your tenancy? Is it like because tenancies now? When I was renting years ago, they were like twelve months, but now they're like six months. It's six months now. Six yeah. month tenancy. That's you can barely unpack by the time the tenancy's up, and, and yeah, they might extend it, they might keep extending it, but that uncertainty for six months. Oh, it's awful.
4: It is awful. I mean, well, I was told um, we're actually moving out at the end of September because I was told the landlord's going to sell, and only found out because I got a phone call from the sales department going, "Hello, we'd like to come around and value property." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, really?" That's <laughs> um, the first I've heard about it. Thanks very much. Uh, so the letting agency and sales department obviously didn't really have much of a dialogue. But you're just a second-class citizen as a tenant. Yeah, so you're not really. You you're way down in the chain. Um, so, because I thought the landlord was selling, I sort of looked into this shared ownership thing and met the criteria. And, and
2: so, what, how, much, how much? How much? So, so that you buy you buy a percentage of the house, and the government put up the rest. Is that right? And you uh, rent with rent the housing
4: it. Housing association.
2: All right. Okay. Housing association. So, how much of it will you actually own? Fifty percent. Okay.
4: So the house is two hundred thousand. I get a mortgage for ninety with a ten. You've got to put five percent deposit in. So that's ten grand that I've borrowed.
3: <laughs> so
4: I haven't got that sort of money. Um, and then, yeah, then you own half of it and then you pay the Housing Association rent, which includes your building contents, all that sort of insurance, etc. And But you do have the opportunity to staircase, it's called, so you can buy 10% the next year and build yourself right. up to your own whole thing.
2: Here's the thing, there'll be, there'll be uh, married couples uh, 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 or couples that are li- living together at home thinking, gosh, that sounds awful, I'm glad it's not happening to us. But you, no one's got any idea what, what's round, <laughs> no one knows what's round the corner. No, this could happen I'm to any of us.
4: i smug, thinking, oh, I'm so glad I do not have to go out like all those women on the pool. You know, I've got my husband home am think, yep. hang on a minute. Yep. What happened? He was actually out, you know, with a groupie be on mm. my back so it's just around the corner mm. <laughs>
2: just, it was a, it was a groupie was it
4: it was it's, it's classic textbook stuff my ex-husband was in a band with my brother yeah um and he was only my brother was only in the band because my ex has slept with the previous keyboard player's wife
2: hang on a minute i've got to say <laughs> that again your brother was in the band because your what? ex-husband slept oh slept with the previous keyboard player's wife so he left
4: yeah, because right. my ex-husband just slept with his right. wife, and heck. then my brother stepped into the new position. Rock Family Trees. So um. it's like, alarm bells probably should have gone off at that point.
2: And what was it? Don't give us a but was it like, it wasn't a famous but it
4: was a covers band? No, it was a covers band, um, up in Leicester, that's And covers bands get groupies! Ones. Oh, or are yeah, you I'm just or are you face. just
2: being rude about his new partner just because that's what we do?
4: No, 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 she was a groupie. I could think of many more words to describe her. I think yeah, groupie's no. probably the most polite.
3: Yeah,
4: Um. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, so that was up in Leicester, and then uh, my brother moved back, and my ex and I had kind of got together at my brother's wedding. He was with someone else. Again, Uh-oh. alarm bell, she probably should have gone off. Um, we got together... Um, just got engaged after about eight weeks or something. Obviously, it took a really long time to think about it. Um, I think I was pregnant within about three months.
2: Hang on a minute. I'm, fu- I'm, I'm lost on the timeline. So this is before you got married. You, you, you were going out with him, then you split up. And then you both went to your brother's wedding, but he was with someone else.
4: Right, let's go back. Okay, 2004. Yeah. My brother got married. Yeah. And my ex was with... Is the current with a girlfriend, right. and we got together. But prior to that, oh, yeah. my brother had only joined the band because my ex had screwed okay. the previous keyboard player's wife. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we wow. were together about five, six years, and then he did the dirty on me with someone that used to follow the band around. Right, OK, OK. Oh, yeah. Wow. And they were actually on Come Dine With Me.
2: Well, don't, I don't give us any more clues because I don't. I don't want to know. I, I, it's not fair to, to you know. Don't want to know it. anymore. I've so done. I've really done. Come die with anymore. me. Trust me, it's a flipping nightmare. It's a night. I did that program with um, uh, who else was on it? Lembit Opic Debbie McGee, and Jody Marsh. Oh, it was the worst what week of my it? life. It was Sarah. It was bloody awful. <laughs> Hated.
4: Look to see that. It's magical bodybuilding just sounds great
2: It was off I came I came last and I, no way was I worst he lembit opix was meal was he he did some crappy soup and then he just cut up bits of stilton and put it in there that's not a meal no it's not he cooked a banana it's in tin foil, it's foil. <sighs> anyway that's that's it's probably uh, a delicacy somewhere it's in a, the world. where is he from i think he's estonian isn't he i think it's it's, uh, it's probably a delicacy there um <laughs> what um what are your kids into what do they like
4: um. Oh, they've grown out of One Direction. Um. My youngest likes Taylor Swift, that sort of thing. My okay. eldest is um. She's a bit more academic, actually. She likes reading, so yeah. she's just read all the Hunger Games books. Oh wow,
2: fantastic!
4: Uh, all three of them, and now she's sort of rereading the last few chapters of the last book because she doesn't want it to finish.
2: Oh, <laughs> isn't that magical?
4: Yeah, it's lovely. She's like, Mommy, I've got to tell you about Katniss and Peter and all like I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's, it's a, a, a different, different language. Thing. It's um,
2: uh, it, it, it's great when they're they're like that. My eldest, I mean, that mine are younger, seven and five, but my eldest is 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 a proper little bookworm, and he's um, for Christmas I bought a box set of all the Secret Seven books because I used to you know, oh, you know yeah. I used I to love, love those as a kid, and it started off um with me reading them to him, and then it got to the point where I wasn't reading them fast enough, so he would he would read them and he he finished them. And then I thought, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. I I, I bought a box set of the Famous Five, all the Famous Five books. All 21 of them. Yeah, well, the thing is, there's a brilliant website. Is it the book people? If you go to the book people, right? Yeah, they're coming to school, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. You can get all these box sets that cost 50, 60, 70 quid on Amazon. You get them for, like, 15, 20 quid. Oh, it's it's, So I bought all of the the, the Famous Five. He's ploughing through those. And if I don't see him for a couple of days, because of whatever, I'll get home and go, Daddy, I'm halfway through book five, and what's happened is, and he'll give me a
4: little summary of the book, and it's brilliant. Oh, that's great. And so it's, he hasn't, do you smirk still when he talks about Dick and Fanny
2: there? Oh, yeah, of course. How could you <laughs> not? And these are, I believe these are the class, because they removed, they took all the Fanny out for a while. Oh, what? They, 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 there was no more Fanny, but they, um, I believe, I, I think these are the ones where they've brought Fanny back. <laughs> there has to be Fanny. <laughs>
4: on female because I could make a comment about that, but yeah, I, okay, bring the funny back that's good
2: yeah no you've got you've got to have a, a a bit of fanny it, <laughs> uh, you really have <laughs> it's because it's wonderful I'm sure you have um so but so your kids so, uh, how are your kids doing are they, they, they it sounds like that they're, they're they're kind of well grounded uh, young people it, yeah they've
4: done surprisingly well actually yeah, all the rubbish that's been flying around, I mean my parents are amazingly supportive they've taken. Quite role and they negotiate and mediate between me and my ex well my ex's missus actually because he's a spineless whatnot so she does all the contact arrangements um but yeah pretty grand in my, my oldest is past the 11 plus and she's off to grammar school in september so oh brilliant parent i'm really chuffed about I bet. that i bet um yeah is my youngest yeah she's they're chalk and cheese they're completely different yeah. But that's great because one's into sort of creativity and she's going to be some sort of graphic designer and the other one's just got a nose in the book all the time so yeah they're they're both going to do well
2: isn't it funny watching you know that, that two people that have have the same upbringing and have had pretty similar experiences how different they become because my eldest is a bookworm, my my youngest is a, is a nut job who does little like stand up <laughs> comedy routines, you know, and, and, and they're both completely different. Yet they've shared so many life experiences. It was funny, isn't it?
4: It is odd, yeah. They share the same genes and mm, all of that. Yeah, but yeah, mine mine's a little. The little one's of a comedian. She just pulls a funny face and everybody doesn't yeah. fits, and the eldest gets quite jealous about it.
3: Yeah, and,
4: you know. So, it's it's great. I, w- I would prefer that than them both be identical. Mm. Um, but then you get the whole, well you just like dad when you do that? But uh, that's you know that's all part of it, isn't it? I
2: um, this anger you've got towards yes. your ex.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Six, Six years, years on. I know. I know.
2: How are you feeling about that? About the anger um, specifically. It, it comes
4: waves to be honest uh sometimes i don't think about it at all for months but um at the moment there's been quite a lot of argy-bargy between his ex and my mum oh his missus sorry yeah and my mum and she's incredibly rude and there's no sort of sense of um negotiation yeah and compromise it's just i want this stamp 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 and we've been to court probably four times in the last six years And the last time, the magistrate, just literally said, for God's sake, sort this out. I mean, it's simple. Half and half, just split it. Just get on with it. Um, And it was quite, I mean, she spoke to us quite condescendingly. And I was, you know, I'm an educated person, degree, and I'm a teacher, etc. He's not got a lot going on between the years. But it was quite clear that you can sort this out and just get on with it. We don't want to see you again. But She's stamping a and saying, well, just go back to court then. If Isn't you want it really funny? Good. I
2: I didn't ask about her. I asked about your ex, and you and it, yeah. and it's you've, you've you've
4: honed in on her. Yeah, that's because she's um, the integral part of the problem. Really, I mean, he's um, he's always been a person led by a powerful, well, not powerful, by a strong woman, mm. um, and he he actually has something that I'm. Um, I counseled a few years back, but we identified it as a um, dependent personality disorder. So he's completely yeah. reliant on someone else. And will go along with whatever they say, and he can't make decisions and leave things up to them, etc etc And that's basically, we found ourselves in a courtroom. He didn't really know why he was there and what he had to do, mm. because his missus had caused all the problems <laughs> leading up to it. So he sort of had his crib sheet in front of him. I've got to say this. You've told me to say this. And it's caused a huge amount of problems. Um, I think if it had just been left to the two parents, things could have moved on. Um, Sarah, we're out of time.
2: I've I've really enjoyed chatting (sighs) to you this evening. I hope you've enjoyed it as well.
4: I have, thank you very much, yeah. I had no idea I was going to ring you up until about... 30 seconds before I did it, Good for you. there
2: we go. I wish you the best of luck with your girls, I wish you Thank the best you. of luck with, with, with finding peace and, and, and happiness in your life, and I mean that genuinely.
4: Thank you very much. Take, so. Nice Thank to you.
2: talk to you, Sarah. Take care. Yeah,
4: you too. Thanks a lot. Thank love. you Take very care. much.
2: There we go. Oh. oh, I cut her off just saying goodbye. Sorry! Sorry. Um, there we go wow it uh what an intro thank you to everybody who called in um thank you to the three people that came on i, I really appreciate you all of you being really honest and really open and sharing way more stuff than I ever would. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone that called up and everyone that got answered and everyone that didn't get answered. If the Phones went a bit crazy, then they kind of dropped off and then just got that, that brilliant call at the, at the end. Thank you very much indeed. Um, thank you, dear listener, for uh, letting me and Kath uh, and Sam try different stuff from time to time. And we, we re- genuinely really appreciate the fact that you let us m- mess around with the format and let us do... Um, all kinds of stuff. Don't forget, this week, if the show's going well, um, we could potentially have a lock-in. Or we may not. If the show's not cooking with gas, we may not have a lock-in. Kath, you need to watch Sam's Fingers over the next few minutes because he's going to teach you... A, because he's got crawling hands, but also he's going to teach you how to... Um, hand over to Talk Sport, in case we do have a lock-in this week, because Sam gets to go home I couldn't possibly ask him to stay any longer Um, tomorrow night tonight, Tuesday, 10 o'clock, back to the usual nonsense, random phone calls probably Caddick phoning in as well at some point thank you everyone, till tonight, ta-ta